This show is brought to you by DF Studios Limited. Whether you're a business owner or entrepreneur, DF Studios will guide and assist you on the best ways to promote your brand digitally, in addition to creating visitor and customer generating content like blogs, social media posts, videos, and even podcasts like this one you're listening to right now. Visit dfstudiosltd.com or hit up info at dfstudiosltd.com for more info. Good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. This is Matt Media alongside my particular band in crime, Carl Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of BBB Radio. And uh, we had a pretty interesting week last week, boy, I must say, boy. Um, for one thing, right after we did our um, previous episode, you know, where we talked about, well, now Oscar nominee uh, for uh, Argentina 1985, yeah. uh, the Oscar nominees um, list came out, right? The following yeah. day, right? So, um, you know, we'll just talk briefly about that in the preamble, right? Um, also, just a couple other things you mentioned, right? But as far as, um, you know, TV goes, I will finally talk about Chainsaw Man. I will, uh, yeah, I dived into the first season of this and I will um, give her, give my thoughts on it. And, you know, honestly, just talk about if it lives up to the hype. Because, yeah, like even from the moment they, they, they green, well, I shouldn't say when they greenlit the show, the moment where they, they announced that the first episode is going to drop, yeah, people expectations were like through the roof there you know what i mean and i wasn't really familiar with the manga at all but i just heard the name of it i was like okay and i saw the the image of the characters like okay nice. all right it's what it is all right <laughs> but i'll talk about it in relation to the show right um also speaking of oscar nominees we will talk about um causeway right which sure. uh feature you know we boy people boy people boy all about that people boy yeah i yeah. mean Brian Tyree Henry, right? You know, we get nominated for Best Supporting Actor, right? So, yeah, yeah. this film that he was in, uh, uh, we will share our thoughts on that. Uh, we will talk about the first four episodes of Poker Face, which uh, dropped on uh, Tuesday yeah. on, um, on on Peacock. Paramount sorry. Plus, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I should say Paramount Plus, right? Yeah, technically. Yeah. Paramount right? Plus, yeah. yeah. And we are close things off with uh, a movie that um, I won't lie, lie to you. The only reason why I wear to see it is because there are Eddie Murphy in it. You okay. people. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I want to see. I wanted to see. I want to see what what Eddie Murphy is up to in this 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 um this you know new phase of his career. You know I mean, so you know that, that that was the reason why I want to see it. You know, but um, yeah, yeah, we will get honest and truthful with that review, right? Right. But uh, yeah, just to talk briefly about the the Oscar nominee list, man. Uh, while I I did like a, a full breakdown of my thoughts on it on Facebook and on IG. So if you go on my IG, you can check it out. Um, I wouldn't recommend the Facebook because I don't want people marking my shit, right? But anyway, I just wrote like this whole lengthy, you know, just just breakdown and thoughts about um, what I think about this year's nominees, right? But um, just to get out of the way, by um, everything, everywhere, all at once, by yep. eleven yep. nominations, by holy yeah. shit, nice one. And um, I, I'll be, I'd honestly be happy if it wins. Um, I, I, think, I I really I really think it uh, could win. Whew, it, it like about a good half, I think you could 
reasonably win. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it will definitely win Best Editing, um, yep. Best Original Screenplay for sure. And yep. so funny, right? Because on the day of the list being dropped now, um, they, you know, well, uh, I should say the kind folks at E24, I don't think it's the Daniels themselves who put it out. Yeah, I actually put out the script for, for, the, yeah, for the movie. Right. Um, I, right. I need to read it though. I'm really, really excited to read it. I just want to see how they just like convey everything that we saw on screen right. in words but really especially with the with the you know the more rapid fire editing stuff right if you saw the film you know what we talk about right but yeah um that's surprising also got nominated for best um actress you know michelle Yeo, yeah. um best supporting actresses that that caught me by surprise right because not just um stephanie right. um sue but uh jamie lee curtis like right. first yeah. time in yeah. her wow. like what decades long Doubling career up. i don't i don't <laughs> Yeah, I don't think either of them will win, to be honest. But um, yeah, I, I, it, you know, good, 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 good news there all around, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not surprising to best supporting actor. Um, you know, for yeah, uh, yeah, for for Ki Hu, for Ki Hui Kwan, right? Um, yeah. it it'd be great for him if he wins. So, but honestly, I think that Brendan Gleeson will win for Banshees of Inisherin. Right. And also, so, yeah, well, him and and Barry Keoghan going up for that, right? But I really think that Brendan will win. And speaking of Banshees, I really think honestly that Banshees will win. But in my multiverse now, you know what I mean? In, in my dream world, I, I do see everything everywhere winning. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, if it does win, that would make it the second sci-fi film to be to win. Because right. technically, technically, it could, I, I could be wrong, you could tell me if I'm wrong, The Shape of Water, you know, the Guillermo del Toro's right, film, yeah, yeah, it's technically well, a sci-fi. Yeah, yeah it, I don't know, you know another sci-fi, yeah. Yeah, you know, people like to categorize him as the, as the fantasy man, as the horror man, right? But, that's more sci-fi because it leans right. more towards creature, um, you know, from creature, the Black Lagoon, right? Which yeah, is not sci-fi, yeah. sci-fi, right? So I mean, right. just see, right? But yeah, it'd be cool if something like this, something so wild and crazy and original, you know, wins Best Picture, right? Uh, and it's so beloved as well too by by you know a lot of people, right? But I think you know the the, the somberness and just the sardonic wit and humor of Banshees of Inisherin is more enough for it to win, right? Uh, right. Speaking of that, I actually rooted for Colin Farrell to win um to uh, right. win Best Actor for that yeah. as well too. Quite possible, uh, yes, I'm very open to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but um, I have yet to see the wheel and uh, you know, real people is praising Brendan Fraser's performance. Yeah, for that. well, the, the 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 big the big thing is well, he, did he what not know he didn't win the Golden Globe, right? Uh, um, Who won the Golden Globe for Best Meal? Was he... I think I think Colin won. I think Colin won. Oh, Colin won. All right, no problem. If yeah, well, the rule of thumb, general general pattern tends to be if you win the Golden Globe, um, you tend to it have a real high correlation. Like, so you know that's why I, I, I could see Colin, Colin Farrell at that point he could do it. And then on top of that, Colin Farrell had Batman this year, so it's like all them little things now. Does that up? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and speaking of the Batman, I'm glad to see it get nominated for best he, um, makeup and hair selling. I, right, I will yeah. I will be happy if it win, but I honestly think the wheel will win that because of the right. the prosthetics that they put right. on. It's so on tight to the story. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It wasn't just right. a character that you see ever so often, i.e. the Penguin, or you know, um, <laughs> well, I guess you know, um, Bruce Wayne when he have a little emo makeup on. You know what I mean? Exactly. That that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Um, speaking of that though, uh, Avatar and Top Gun Maverick. For best picture, why? Well, I mean, I understand why you want to get people to watch the show. Exactly. I mean, they've done it numerous times, right? I mean, look at the first Black Panther, right? We'll get to Black exactly. Panther in a bit, right? But yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's for eyeballs. That That's why. It, exactly. It's they always do that. They always do that bigger popular movie, you know, just to say, hey, look, this thing could get you, blah, blah, blah. Normal thing. Yeah, but um, waiting though. Some people was was actually rooting for Tom Cruise to get nominated for best actor. Like, are they serious? Yeah. 
Nah, ain't nobody. Like, <laughs> are, are, are they serious? Bobby with that too? He? Yeah, nah, I mean... Nah. <laughs> I, no, I like him in the video, but nah. <laughs> I ain't nobody. Yeah. Um, much of my surprise, though. All quiet on the Western Front, boy. Again, I'm nobody need to follow on I am boy. not surprised by that at all. The movie was fucking hard. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hard. It was, I, I need to watch it over again. I feel if I watch it over again, I'll be like, yeah, I fuck through this, yeah. As I say, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't latch on to it, but like, I was just, when you're just watching the production value of it, it's like, but now it's just like, it's real work on this, though. Exactly. They, I know it was a Netflix release to it, so I mean, yeah, that, that's yeah. a big deal, too, yeah. Um, I was surprised to see Triangle of Sadness, right? But um, although I don't think it will, it will win anything, but people should really check it out, though. Um, Ta, yeah. of course, you know, are rooting for. Kate Blanchett to win Best Actress, but, you know, in my dream world, uh, I can imagine Michelle Yeoh winning that, you know. Right. Um, Fableman's not surprised for it to be there, but I was, you know, Ticket going to win anything. Um, Elvis, well, you okay. know. <laughs> Elvis I mean, is weird, but Elvis, Austin I'm Butler sure, because, uh, because what, he got he get nominated, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Austin got nominated, yeah. Right. So that's why, I, like, I'm not thinking, because I, like, I, I finally watched it. I wasn't blown away by it, but he was pretty right. good. Like yeah, great, yeah. I, I, I pretty much hated the first half of it, but the second half, when things calmed down, it's like, all right, right now right. I, I see what's going on. But um, yeah, what are your quick thoughts on, on, on Elvis? You felt the same way? No, yeah, yeah, roughly. I, I, well, I was, I was just thinking of your review, to be honest, because it's like, yeah, I could totally understand where I was coming from with that, because yeah, the first half is, but it, it I get why it was those decisions were made. Like, it, it kind of, it have a weird clumsiness to it, to be honest. Um, But yeah, it, but I thought it was good. Like, it's like, okay, that, that, that's signing to, to what, why the story works and why it did what it did. It was weird. It, like it, it was like the right type of weirdness. I don't know. That's all I feel about it. Yeah. Um, a few few more things here, right? Um, I hear some kind of controversy con- concerning Andrea Riseborough for her um, nomination for Best Actress for to Leslie. But I have yet to even see the film and I don't really know what the context is. I, I, I think it's like okay. um, either like the like the real push for her or like some money was passed or some some kind of thing i don't know it's yeah. it's, it's, it's to the point like like she wasn't supposed to be there but some forces behind the scenes kind of push her there okay. so um people like daniel um deadweiler or um viola davis could have could have gotten that spot but no okay. it had to be her it, it was, it's some kind of weird shit but i really really don't know but i want to see the film first before i even like say oh well all right well she deserves it or maybe she doesn't right that kind of vibe right i mean was, um, I'm a, to me i find look every time a stone could get through anybody could fucking get through like i still <laughs> kind of annoyed by her winning so whatever uh, what, what she got nominated for? Um, it was for no, I know she got nominated for Birdman, I think. But oh, uh, no, it's, um, uh, La La Land. La La Land, yeah. And you, and yeah, you, you hit in that show. That show was terrible. Uh, anyway, right? Um, Angela Bassett, not surprised. Black Panther, right. Wakanda forever. Um, Hong Chao, you know what I mean for the wheel. We will talk about Hong Chao later on with um uh, with Poker Face, right? Um, right yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, she, was she, in, got... she was in the menu. She had a good year too, and yes, I'm glad yes. that she got through. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I actually saw the menu too, loved it as well. Funny that, well, I mean, not kind of not surprising that the menu didn't get nominated for anything, but I mean, yeah, refines yeah. could I get some? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't expect him to, I didn't expect it, to, it, it it's a, such a weird genre film, though. Like, nah, I didn't expect anything for it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah, um, and you know, well, you know, leading up to the to the to the um ceremony itself that'll be in March, you know, you'll share some more thoughts on, you know, uh who we think will win and all that kind of stuff, right? But for the most part, um this is a this is a solid list, man. Uh, uh yeah. you know, like yes it I'm has, out of this year. And I'm out yeah, of this year I mean, at all. 
Yeah, I mean, yes, we could, we could, we 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 should and will complain about you know no female directors getting nominated. Right. So Charlotte Wells for After Sun couldn't get nominated. Right, um, right, yeah. You know, um, Gina Price by the wood for you know, um, oh gosh, for the Woman King couldn't get nominated. You know, right, right, Sarah right. Polly for for Woman Talking, right? Yes, it's nominated for Best Picture. I still have yet to see it, but she could get something. But you know, whatever. Um, where to me? And where to be that stuff does get nominated for? Um, Best picture, the director don't get through that. I find that so weird. Eh? Weird, that is yeah. super weird to me that has ever happened. Yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 kind of um, unfair in a sense. Like like case in yeah. point, look at um, oh gosh, Denis Villeneuve last year with Dune. Like Dune right. went up for best picture, win a ton of awards, right. and he even get no even get any acknowledgement for for best director. That was, that was real shit, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, other than that, um, I am I am actually like really um. Well, please, I should say, by, by the list we, we have here thus far, though, there are still some films that I need to check out. I don't really plan on checking out all. So, case in point, if if a film is nominated for, like, say, Best Original Song or, you know, Cinematography or whatever, as none really nominated for anything else, then I probably wouldn't bother. But if it's, like, the major stuff, like, say, like, say for example, Best Picture or Best Actor or whatnot, then, yes, I will check out stuff like Living or The Wheel or Women Talking or stuff like that, right? Like, the major stuff. Uh, so yeah, that that's pretty much my my quick thoughts on you know what I took about the about the um this year's nominees, man. So yeah, anything you want to win or any, any like oh I, I I forgot to mention too um decision to leave, man. I mean right, come right. on, I forgot about that here. Yeah. That's one thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Man, come on, you could have. Yeah, yeah. That that best, that's, that was the, that was the, the best trouble. international yeah. feature film, you know, category, man. Come on, man. That movie Something, was yeah. great, man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Your 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 thoughts. Yeah, no, yeah, that's the one thing I was supposed to. You now mentioned what, what my only thing was the, the snobbit of decision to leave. That should I get some? Uh, it's a little, a little silly, but I don't get anything. Yeah, go ahead. That's about it. Yeah, no, well, anything else? Well, asking you if, if there's anything you yeah, want no, to win. I, 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 I think anything else off the top of my head. Like, I, I, I'm generally satisfied with what happened and how we get. Yeah, maybe. Well, you're not mentioning the whole thing with Viola Davis. I felt probably somebody in, in Woman King or Woman King could I get a little something somewhere. But that's about it. Like I, I was, other than that, I was like, nah, you know, everything, everything. I, I happy with almost everything, to be honest. Right. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, so just to talk briefly, boy, on on we former boy Justin Rowland, boy, um, because yeah, I believe that was taken on the same on the night of, you know, the 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 nominations announcement and whatnot. Yeah, I'd also put up this uh, this statement pretty much. Well, just just seeing it, just in a nutshell, pretty much seeing that yeah, they you know they have well, sorry, they they've pretty much ended their association with Justin Rowland, right? right. Um, it's how they do it too, eh? just you know because you know Adult Swim, you know they always have that black background and these you know the white fo- um, text with the, you know the certain font that they always use now, right? Yeah. The, that becomes synonymous with other uh, Adult Swim, right? So for them to use that though, just to say that they done with Justin Rowland was was brutal, but real mm. subtle, eh? like subtle in his brutality, I must say though. But um, honestly, I I don't blame them though. Um, even though I don't know all the full details, but like I read up some stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I heard that is is the one thing with the the one thing with the um with the the trial was one thing, but then I heard it, some some other stuff with with uh we call it with some under eight something something. Yeah, yeah, some, some like, right, that was, that was like, right, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there was some grooming that was going on. Um, right, that's all. Tweets came out, and you know, like uh, uh like I just heard it actually true true well. You know, oddly enough, the 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 um the double toasted podcast as right, like right, oof, right. uh yeah, uh uh-uh. yeah yeah yeah. So that that's one I think because like if it was just that and the trial, it would have been fine. I think you'd have been okay. You know, it'd be like whatever you do the trial, it's shitty, but whatever. Uh, but that 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 was that's our next story. 
Yeah, but but of course, you know, the big thing is that uh, pretty much Adult Swim is seeing that yes, season um, season seven of of Rick and Morty is still happening, right? Right. So you know, of course, the big question is is like who is going to fill um Justin Rowland's shoes, right? Who is going to play the voice of both you know Rick and Morty, right? Well, and okay, you know, so there's a joke that's yeah. going on online that you know you could find anybody, anybody could do a Rick voice, anybody uh, right. could do a so, Morty voice, right? But it's right. whether they could commit it, whether they could really really bring it, you know, is is that, that question? All right. So here's the thing. On the one end, look, I don't like to get, engage in this kind of utilitarianism for this kind of these kind of arguments, right? But like, if could he be replaced voice-wise? Yes. The answer is yes. He could relatively be relatively easy to be replaced from a voice standpoint. I'm not denying that. The problem is that Royland has a particular good set of improv- improv- improvisational skills that you can't just upon replace, like in terms of the style of humor. So that's why I'm not really like um, thinking you could just upon replace them just so the way of people talking. You know? Uh, but at the same time, well, you know, you know, he, he's a person that they could work around that conceit as it, as it is. Now. So, yeah, you wouldn't be able to get his talent. Uh, but, yeah, you could just wrap it up with him as a person in terms of, like, the, his, his uh, as a voice actress or how write it around it, now, right? Or whatever joke they're going to do with it. And then, well, here's another thing. Uh, we don't really need 10 seasons of Rick and Morty. The way, where Rick and Morty is, they could really wrap up with his final season, and especially at the end of that sixth season. Like, well, you know, they could make it work. Um, it's sad and really a shame because, yeah, you know, I find six season was probably the best season, you know, quality-wise, and it would really gain it its stride. But, like, the way how it's, it's shaped up, you no, know, you can move on and, and just wrap up the show at season seven and end the show right there, in my, yeah. my humble opinion. Um, yeah. You know, some season is good enough as a show. Time to move on. And, yeah, whatever. I, I agree. I, I think they will do. I think Adult Swim will do the same thing that Netflix did with Warren Ellis, right? With um, with his Castlevania series, where yeah, they they wrapped it up. Like, sure, it overall it was a, it was a short run as far as seasons go, but you know, it ended off strongly, in my opinion. But yeah, because Warren was on some bullshit as well too, they was just like, all right, let me just like wrap this up, and yeah, if we have if we decide to do any spinoffs, we could do it. But technically, the show is done. So I feel they'll do the same thing with um, with Rick and Morty. Like, I, I'm not expecting them to to pull out like some sort of like um like uh spinoffs or whatever. I I highly doubt we'll get any or we deserve any. But yeah, yeah. I I think that this second one could very well be the last one. You know? Yeah. 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 But it's it's unfortunate. I mean it is what it is way, but you know, people is beyond the bullshit sometimes and yes, yeah. really the fans are gonna suffer. But I, I do hope that that um even if it isn't the final season though, at least the, the creative team behind Rick and Morty really come through with that excellent season. Cause yeah, you're you're right, season six was fantastic in my opinion though, and yeah, you just need to keep that momentum up. Um I don't know if, you know, the allegations, you know, against um Justin will, you know, reduce the fan base. That that's the fear I have though, or, or right, the quality right. of the show as a whole. But um, I don't know. I, I guess we'll see hopefully near the end of this year when season um, seven um, is 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 ready, right? Is ready yeah. for you know the uh, for mass con- um, viewership, right? So on the same week now, we we end up getting an announcement now on the twenty sixth of this month that uh, the international Soka Monarch got cancelled for this right. year. Well, well, again, I'm not totally unsurprised by that, but whatever. Yeah, um, and, and, and here's the thing, right? So, on this show, of course, you know, we, we, we talk about movies and TV shows and ever so often games and whatnot, right? But, you know, I, I also talk about music. And sure, I talk a lot about American music or whatnot, but, you know, I'm a Trinidadian, right? So, you know, I'll, I'll always try to keep my ear to the ground when it comes to, to, to local talent and whatnot and local music, right? 
So something like this. I mean, yes, there will be those. At, at a point in time, I, I was one of those where I was like, all right, well, I don't really care. Moving on. But the more I thought about it, I was like, okay. So while I'm not a hundred percent, like you know, over the moon and like you know, screaming at you know, like um, you know, old man yells at cloud vibe. Like that's not me, right? Right. At the same time, it's what it means right now in terms of our music. And this is really what I want to bring up here. Like what what this what this event, what this situation means in terms of our music right now and what I think we should do or should be done actually. Um could be done, sorry, to 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 remedy that going forward, right? Because um this is not like the end of Soka Monarch, right? It's just that this year Caribbean Prestige Foundation uh, pretty much just said, Yeah, we just don't have enough money, right? And their excuse, I call it their excuse, yes, is that, you know, the government didn't give them, give them enough money. So it's like, well, we thought about it, we gave yourself three days, so yeah, we can't send this, right? But first red flag I, I, I pick up with, with this, right? Like, uh, I would say from the beginning of this month, right? Uh, was with Marshall's upcoming, um, you know, his, right. his you know, subtitled performance, right? I, I was not going to get on, to that, on, that's scary time. Go on, go on. I was about to get to that, but it, it's not. I don't think it's a coincidence that Marshall Buddy coincided with that whole thing, but the whole Marshall shenanigans, uh, something good. It it's not a coincidence. I don't think it's yeah. a coincidence at all. I I I I feel so too, right? Because yeah. even even if you want to see, well, you know, well, Marshall, you know, just wants to capitalize on, you know, because you know it's Carnival Friday, right? Whether yeah. you you care about Carnival or you care about the Soga Monarch. It's kind of a friggin' Friday, right? So you want to do something. You want to find something to do, right? In my case, is watching Sokamonak on TV and then going on Twitter and, you know, just commenting on what people, you know, performances and whatnot, right? And yeah, I mean, a lot of people actually do that, actually. It'd be quite fun doing it, in my opinion, right? So it's not like we, we bash in the performances or whatnot, but it's kind of fun doing it, right? In a in a sort of humorous way, right? But still... If without Soka Monarch, it's like, what else are we going to do, right? Because, um, you know, the Marshall events usually are not, you know, televised live, right? We usually see recaps of them um, on local TV, like, after the fact or whatnot. So it's like that, right? But, yeah, like, the moment I heard that it was going to be on Carnival Friday, I was like, wait, you serious? You know what I mean? So I'm I'm, I'm wondering, right? Because I don't know, you know, the, the whole fact will and whatnot when it comes to, you know, um, Trinidad, right? I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I can't tell you if the quality has dipped over the years or whatnot. I just go off a, off a word amount, right? But it could be, because a lot of people will see this, and I could actually agree, uh, attest to this too. Yeah, the quality of uh, of the international Soccer Monarch it's event has, has, has dipped. Yeah, yeah it's completely dipped dropped. Horrible. And that's and that's even before the pandemic. Remember, remember when, when they had, when they tried to have it during the pandemic? Yeah, Anybody remember that? Yeah, it was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like people are performing. I think it was in Napa. I think it, it, it was. Yeah. I think it was inside oh. it. Yeah, with, with with like like a small like like a little like a small audience basically. That's what it was. And all we just we don't even see the audience. But every time they cut back the audience, you just seeing empty seats, right? But I mean, they had to do a thing, right? But I'll bring up the whole pandemic thing in a bit, right? So yeah, like even before then, quality just 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 dipped, right? Um, even when they incorporated more, um, you know, Caribbean acts into the scene, which he was doing like in the late um, 2010s, yeah, the quality was still substandard in my opinion, right? 
Um, like I'll never forget, like way back in like the 2000s or early 2010s, if I'm not mistaken, where they had this um this Japanese girl who used to like um, perform. I think I forgot the name, right? But yeah, she she used to she used to like like mash down the place, like literally, and she was like a big draw, right? But yeah, it's it's just that appeal is just not there anymore. More people just concerned about what fets they could go to and what they're gonna do before carnival money, right? I mean, let's be honest, right? But um. Yeah, it's it's just the just the idea of Amalek Marsha, right? Who is admittedly an ambassador when it comes to our music, our culture, right? Saying, you know what? Yeah, I gotta do my shit on Friday, you know. I mean bon bon Monday, because Monday, let me be real, Monday people you know, people had to leave their work, go to this event and then they had to they had to, they had to take a day off. Like they're not gonna come out, you know, the following day and you know, act as if they could you could keep their eyes open throughout a nine to five. No, they can't take the day off, right? So I can understand from a from a tactical perspective uh, why he would do that, right? It is rather ballsy, in my opinion, to come and say, okay, the the, the big prominent event of 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 carnival, yeah, I can have my my event there too, right? But this is where I lead to to the, to the issue now with uh, with this with this event with this particular um, um, year being being cancelled, right? Um, and you know, a lot of people have been saying it too. You know, what I mean, there's 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 really no platform for you know younger talent for fresh talent now to showcase their, their their work right and it's a shame and you know i i, I actually kind of forgot about this but this is really like the one chance where where um, artists who do perform get a chance to to really you know get the opportunity to fly out and perform right and you know in, in different countries or whatnot right so they you know they, they they could they could do their craft they could get paid for it right and same thing goes for the people behind the scenes, whether it's the musicians or the uh, or the dancers or whatnot. This is their chance to shine, right? right? But they're not getting that today, this year, because no funds, right? And that that goes into a whole deeper argument about, well, you know, why should it be? Why the government had to come and and, and finance this for, take for in the first place? Blah 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 right. blah, right? I mean, look at the look at the states, for example. Does does the United States government finance the Grammys? No. Do they finance the Oscars? No. They have an academy, they have a team, they have a union or whatever you want to call it. Now they have an organization Ooh, that runs that, that shit. Union. Ah, ah, yes, oh. yes, yes, that, that word. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, we've, we've used that word before when it comes to other forms of, you know, creativity and art, right? And, and you know, that comes really encouragement, you know, that comes with that, right? That's why I find that so funny, right? Like something as big and, you know, prestigious as Soka Monarch, right? Something that you would imagine on paper, the government will pump a lot of uh, like a lot of funds into, right? You know, because above everything else, right? When it comes to carnival, that is the one thing that you know um, our government will promote to, to high heaven, right? Just to ensure that you know foreigners will come down and take part of it, right? But for Caribbean Prestige Foundation, the government say, yeah, government to give you enough money, so yeah, we're not doing this. Is 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 really like like sad though, in, in a sense, right? It's frankly absurd. Not even right. Sad. Uh, absurd, absurd. That, that's the word I should use, right? I don't want to say stupid or dumb. Well, actually, this kind of stupid or dumb. Let me be real, right? Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it is really absurd, right? Not not, not so much for, um, sad, right? But I will close with this, right? So similar to how the pandemic um, affected, you know, carnival back in um, well, the, I should say last year, right, and year before, right? I would encourage these promoters and you know the, the you know the the foundations, all these people, and even the artists themselves, right, to step back and just take a look at what it is they're doing right now, right? Yes, you can make the argument. Soka Monarch is for the people, it's for us and whatnot, right? But I will say no. This is the platform, the platform 
where we could show our talent to the world, right? Because yeah, this shit is streamed into you know to different countries or around the world, right? So it's like that, right? So I'm saying, right, for next year's event, for next year's Soka Monarch, right? Let me just really like take, let me just really like like raise the bar, like raise the bar as far as you know the quality goes, right? And not just in terms of presentation, not you know like uh, uh, you know when I say presentation, I talk about just you know um, venue. Um, you know, just how it's, you know, promoted and how it's shown worldwide and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but also the music as well, right? Like, like, they just really use this opportunity to show our music, right? Yes, you have the, the, um, the, I should say the more, the veterans who more or less done with Soka Monarch. They, like, you know, Soka Monarch is beneath them, right? Like, Bungie Gala, like, like, he and, he, like, yeah. and, and I well, for example, like, they, yeah, don't prove yourself. Soka Monarch is beneath them right now, right? Yeah. But the younger artists now, the ones who are more in tune with, you know, with, with social media and pop culture today, right? They could be the ones to kind of spearhead not just Soka Monarch, but Soka I music as a whole. Like, um, no, but I, I feel so bad for people like somebody like Farmer Nappy, for example, who not young, but coming up, well, but now kind of gaining career, like blowing up in a sense now. Yeah, that was at yeah. least a couple of years ago, right? Somebody Dog, like that. Like, like, like his, his, like, Backyard Jam was one of the biggest songs of last year, Dredd. Exactly. We had to listen to that when people was home during carnival. Right? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know? so, yeah. yeah but, but, but you're I mean, right. I mean, but it's young or old, right? Right. Yeah, but I'll, but I'll close to this, right? So similar to like how a pandemic kind of just shut everything down and we had to think outside the box. Well, some people did, other, others others don't. But that's another, others, others didn't, sorry. But that's another story for another day. Here's where, okay, like whether you, you always wanted to perform there, whether you always wanted to attend, whether you've been attending this thing for years, whether you were part of it or whatnot behind the scenes or whatever it is, here's like the opportunity for you to just say, here's what, 2024, let me just really put this out to you. Let me just make this a big, you know, musical adventure. Let me, let me have this, like, it could be like the equivalent of, say, like a Coachella or whatever it is, right? But just, you know, one night and not like, you know, three days or whatever it is, like a whole weekend or whatever it is, right? Let me just really showcase our talent and just our ability to just showcase our music to the world. Let me just raise the standards even higher instead of just, you know, just catering to the lowest common denominator, which is what has been happening, you know, years before before the pandemic even happened, right? So I see, you know, this this um, this incident now as an opportunity for for growth, right? For rebirth, I would say, for change, right? But if you know, knowing, knowing our luck already, you know, we might instead of getting the same old stuff, you know, again. But I just hoping that you, we, we do get that. You know, we we could talk for days about the quality of our music, but I think that in this new decade here, man, we could really push ourselves and really get our music out there, right? And you know, it it, it takes a lot of hard work, right, from everybody, I would say, right. But yeah, that that's pretty much all I had to say about this thing being cancelled. So I guess you know, uh, Marshall has won this 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 um this battle here, um, and you know, he can bring his e game with you know with his with his concert as well, right? So yeah. Yeah, I mean this 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 is pretty. This is already shaping up to be a pretty weird carnival, and and, and I'll say as as someone who is still kind of un, unenthusiastic to even like partake in carnival at all, boy. Yeah, I, I I don't know how things are gonna play out in carnival Friday, yeah, but uh, I guess you'll see, right? But yeah, Ricardo, yeah. I I don't talk. Be honest, be frank. Yeah, what, what's your what's your thoughts on all this? No, again, you 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 cover more or less everything I I would ask kind of roughly say. You're like, look, in the end of the day, the quality was just not there, regardless of how you feel about it. You know, begging the government or complaining about whoever it is with the money. It, the simple fact is that 
it's supposed to be this is supposed to be a kind of private event and it's supposed to be something that you had to build funds for you can't depend on the government for international soccer money that is a side thing it's not carnival right you have to be, be very aware of that no. so people are not serious about this to be honest in my humble opinion it was not serious they were not serious uh, a while now and COVID just you know slash you know pull you know where this boy pick pick the last finger off of the ledge right so yeah i'm surprised that they had to cancel they had to come come better try to do a thing look i, I get them i get them apply for the last two years for for um because of covid one it's like yeah they kind of they should have rallied themselves and fix up and yeah big surprise again i'm not fucking surprised that they shut at all moving on all right so let's talk about chainsaw man and uh <laughs> A show, all right. So for me, right, I, I I knew nothing of the manga. I just kept hearing about this chainsaw man thing, right? And it, and you know, through my my Facebook feed, right? Um, IGN in particular was promoting the show. You know, gave a a, a glowing review for the for the series for me, you know, and I think they right. gave the whole season a nine out of ten, right? The moment I see that, I was like, all right, I I need to check this shit out, right? And then also too, you know, double two, so that actually did a review of it as well, right? So, um, you know, I, I was curious. I mean, Chainsaw Man, right? I mean, just just that title alone just just, just sparks, you know, um, curiosity, right? Now, the one show that I will compare this to in a sense, right, is, well, is, is, is I mean, it's kind of obvious, right? Uh, uh, one Punch Man. Okay. It's, right. it, it's, it's, it's like that, right? Where, where, where the title kind of tells you what the character is. And it kind of gives you a sense of what the show you're going to see is about, right? So, yeah, One Punch Man is like, all right, well, okay, there's, there's a character who could deliver one punch. I was, uh, uh, well, all right, so this little detail I, here, it, right? It actually reminds me a little bit of Devil Man Cry, baby. Right, like, yes, 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 yes. In terms yeah. of the hype, yeah, where you have this weird name, and there's the name so silly and weird. So that'll pull in and then you realize, okay, it's a little more interesting and deeper than just over this over the top kind of shock value kind of name. That's what right, I feel. Right. It's and, one of those. Um, yeah. Well, good to get rid of that. Cause yeah, this is exactly what Chainsaw Man is, right? But yeah, when yeah. One Punch Man, I just, you know, it was, I only saw like the first season years ago. I just always found it so funny right. that uh, when they reveal how he how he had that skill set, like yeah. literally, it's a, it's it was right. just right. And it's a, it's a parody of anime, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly, he's literally treated to do that one punch, and that's how he get. Cause we all take it like he had this superpower. Give us like, no, the man just treated that shit, right? That, that was hilarious to me, right? But yeah, how they poke fun at um at you know not just you know anime and shonen, but uh but the superhero genre, right? How they did that, I thought right. it was great, right? So yeah, the moment you hear Chainsaw Man, of course you just take in blood, guts. You take in Sam Raimi, Evil Dead kind of shit, right? Yeah, That's all right, right? right? And then yeah. when you see the character itself, especially the head, though, like the head is what gets me my surprise, because right? exactly. at first right. you just take it, oh, it's just the the chainsaw blades on his on his arm on his arms, okay? But no, the man's head is literally a chainsaw with like the spike teeth and whatnot, right? So it's literally like the the chainsaw body or at least the 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 part that you hold. That is, you know, a mo- that is technically a head now, right? So when you see that, it's like, what the hell is this shit, right? But then when you see it, Cleo is like, oh, okay, right? But yeah, I'm not sure what it's about, right? So it's set in this alternate world, right? So right, yeah, um, I know the '90s play out differently. That's what I know right, about. Yeah, right, right. So the '90s play out different. Yeah. Um, and you have these, well, these demons. They're called devils, right? And they're born from human fears, right? There is one particular um, devil called the Gun Devil, right? And as you mentioned, '90s. Well, he actually sprung up. Well, they, they actually hinted, although it's kind of obvious, uh, during September 11. So at the moment when it right. happened, right, that's when it sprung up, right? I thought that's a really like clever idea, right? Just just you um having 
these, yeah. these weird beings more terror, or less yeah. from from human fears and terrors, right? So that was cool, right? So we are introduced to the character of Denji, right? The 16-year-old kid, right? And he has this depth that, well, pretty much he inherited from his dad, right? Because his dad just got caught up in some Yakuza shit, right? So, right, right. yeah, um, he has done a lot and he actually says what he does in like the opening narration of the of the uh, of the premiere what he did some like real grimy shit this man had to do like you know some at one particular um statement i wouldn't see what it is but when you hear it you be like ooh, like that's how far you're going now boy right and it's still not enough right so um he, he, well they actually show what happens or how he runs into this character right so yeah. he runs into, well, he actually works with this devil, what we call it, the chainsaw devil, right? Um, that is in the form of this dog, right? So it's a dog, this cute-looking dog, but it just has a chainsaw blade sticking out of his head, right? Called Pochita, right? So, you know, it's the boy and his dog kind of vibe, right? So they have this bond, and they just kind of going about doing all these odd... Well, basically, it's not really so much odds and ends, but yeah, he does some devil killing, right? Some right. devil hunting, because that's a thing in this show, right? You, you, you hunt devils, you get paid, right? And the money he makes, he, he just gives it to the Yakuza, right? So through some circumstances, the Yakuza bosses is like, you know what? I think we're done with you, you know, so you'll just get rid of me, right? But what happens is that he ends up getting possessed by this other devil now um, that has this ability that when he kills humans, they turn into zombies, right? So right. he himself becomes a zombie. And he tries to kill, well, he ends up, well, I should say kills Denji, right? But what happened is that Denji and Pochita, you know, true anime powers, I will call it, end up fusing together, right? So it's yeah. like, well, Pochita kind of gives, yeah, because anime, right? That's what it is, right? It's like, all right, I'm dying. I need your your sustenance, I guess, your power. Right. So he puts, like, literally puts Pochita inside of him, right? And that's where he he's not just resurrected, he's, he's like himself again. But yeah, he turns into the chainsaw man, right? And uh, if you saw how, he, uh, if you see the image, like you know, online, yeah, they they, they do it is right. And in that sequence alone, though, um, you see how just how much of a badass the chainsaw man is, right? Because yeah. yeah, he is legit. And this is like one of the best tributes to to um to Evil that I've ever seen, boy. Right? Yeah, he is just slaughtering zombie after zombie after zombie. And it is glorious, and it is gory, and it is over the top, and your jaw will hit the floor, and you'll be smiling like I was, and you'll just be like your eyes will be bulging out of your head, and you'll be in awe of what it is you seen, right? But then after what happens now, um, well, you have like these, you know, official devil hunters, you know, they they pretty much um they are the public safety devil hunters, right? So it's like this public group. Sorry, this this government um, funded group now, right? And their job basically is to to get rid of these um, these devils, right? So yeah, yeah um, well, the leader who is called uh, Makima, she pretty much um, hires Denji now, so she kind of sees his wit in the way how he uses slaughtering all these zombies, right? I'd say here's what, right? You're gonna work for us. You're gonna help us out. We're gonna do. You're gonna do all these jobs for us. It's, it's either you you stay where you are and we kill you, or we hire you and you just do jobs, right? And then in the process, he learns about the about the, the um the gun about the gun devil, right? But in the process, you know, he makes friends, well, allies in the group as in, in the group as well, I should say, in the team. Um, and you know, I should say, majority of them have their own stories, they have their own little agendas or whatnot. He also meets a character by the name of Power, who is a a fiend, right? So right. what fiends are is that um once if 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 a devil could possess a human's dead body, right? So 
kind of like what Denji is, but not really. So it's kind of in a sense. Yeah, those are fiends, right? And yeah, yeah, Power have her own little backstory as well too. Um, her skill set is, is is pretty badass as well too, where she does like um, she could like more or less materialize blood and use it, like create these mallets and pretty much just kind of smash your head with it. So that's yeah. what she does. She's wild. She's crazy. What she uses and whatnot, right? But she's also like a, a, like a lot of characters in this show, um, emotionally damaged as well too, right? Yeah. Uh, just to jump into the review here, right? So. What I was what I was hoping for with this show is that it was not gonna just rely on the, the game on, on the gimmick of the show, right? Where it's this chainsaw guy who runs around chopping people, like slaughtering people and chopping them in half and stuff like that, right? Because honestly, even within the realms of anime and where you could get through it, you could only go so far with this, right? But yeah. thankfully here, and it's a good thing that you bring up um, Devilman um, Crybaby, right? Yeah, it's 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 like that, right? Where yeah, these characters are given um, not a lot of depth, but like uh, uh, I kind of a weird amount of depth though. Like you actually like, shocked yeah. at how much characterization these characters get, right? And you you kind of find yourself liking them and related to them in more ways than one, right? Um, even a guy like Denji, who more or less comes off like, well, he's he's not so much an asshole, right? But he's a sixteen year old. He is horny a, a lot. There's this running right. sub subplot involving him, why the, the yeah, why the group boobs and whatnot. Right. But yeah, that's what I saw this yeah, and at first I was like, all right, like, well, like, it's it's twenty, is it twenty twenties? Why we why are we doing this kind of juvenile shit? Like, I, like I know it, it's you know a shonen thing, you know, having female characters with you know oversized boobs and whatnot. Right. But like in the context of, of which I don't want to spoil, right? The context of who he is, right? So without spoiling anything, is is pretty pretty much set up that he wants love, right? He's never been loved before and whatnot. So it's like, you know what? So he sees women and he's like, yeah, I want to be with you. So case in point, um, his 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 boss, right? Makima, like the moment he sees her, he just kind of falls for her. And the way how she kind of talks him in this kind of like soft and like subtle kind of, I would say kind of bordering on sensual kind of way, you know, right. like it, it, you can't, you can't blame. And it's like, you know, it's a good thing that they establish how old this guy is, right? You can't blame a guy for, like him but, uh, for being, yes, I, I want to be with this girl, right? Yeah. But even like her herself, right? Have her own little agenda as well too, right? Well, like it's kind of tell. Typical anime show. I mean, right, like, right, right, right. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things you can kind of debate, but, you know, uh, thankfully the show don't those, those, those latch onto it too much. Right. Yeah, uh well Makima and Texted Power, they they, they kinda use, you know, Denji, you know, for their own gain. So it's like, oh right, he a horny guy and you just wanna you just wanna he wanna he wanna fuck us or whatnot. Alright, cool. Well, you know, all right, well first off, before you do that, I want you to kill this this deep this this devil for us, right? So it's like that, right? And then, you know, usually when he tries to to, to, to get you know, to get through now, you know, it's it's very beavis and butted, right? He's always trying to score, but you know, you it, it always comes short. Like something always happens and you always like it's always it's always that warm 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 kind of thing like, oh right. you disclose yeah. my mother. Ah, you don't make it right. But that's not just you know, but thankfully that's not um you know all we get about Denji, right? You you really do uh, learn a lot more about um yeah who he is. There there's a, there are a few things that are left um that uh well I should say left um hidden. But stuff that I hinted, especially in the final episode, which I expect the final, um, the second episode, second season, sorry, to explore more, right? But yeah, the the, the characterization was shockingly good. Though. Like I didn't expect it, right? But I'm glad it's there, right? Because it adds a lot of texture to the show, right? And one thing I didn't expect with the show, it's it's um, rather emotionally driven, though, right? So not saying you're going to be crying at certain moments, but you'll be like, 
all right, I get where this character's mindset is. I get what motivates this character to do this and whatnot, right? Even if it's the wrong thing or, you know, morally, you, you kind of understand where these characters come from, right? Animation, I would say, is one of the best I have seen in uh, anime in a long while, though, right? Um, the studio behind this is MAPPA. Um, they, they actually work on stuff yeah, well, like... They, uh, they, yeah, they, they're notoriously overworked right now. <laughs> Okay, okay, well, yeah. well that, that actually explains it. So they work on stuff like Jujutsu, um, Jujutsu Kaisen, Kaisen yeah. um, the final season of uh, Attack, Attack on Titan, Titan. which yeah, I have yet over, seen. They're real well for a while. Yeah, um, remind me again, that, that show's still going on, right? It, or it's it, it done yet, right? What's that? The final season of, of Attack on Titan. No, it didn't finish yet, but it it, it, it should have finished by now. <laughs> but they're real water double shit down, they overdo it though. Boy, like, I yeah. want to get back into that show so bad, because, yeah, we, we did cover, um, you know, we, it, did, we did talk about it earlier on. I think it's in, done, done now. As in the manga, it's done. Yeah, if I remember correctly. I, I keep up with it, because I just waited for the people to say final episode so I could finally catch up with it myself. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel that's going to be me too, right? Yeah. But yeah, boy, Mappa just outdo yourself with this way. Um, the animation is superb across the board, boy. Um, whether it's just, and they do, they do some really cool as well too, where they incorporate, um, I would say more like some, some 3D visuals here or there, but they make it look 2D, right? It's that kind of style, right? Um, but it's done in an anime way, right? So when it comes to the creatures themselves, right, and the movements, if you look at the movements, it's very VFX-y in a sense. Right, even even Chainsaw Man, right? But it works in terms of just how the characters move and whatnot, right? Uh, speaking of 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 the the creatures themselves, right? The character is the creature design boy. Um, it's it's on point boy. Um, leave it to the Japanese to continue to find ways to just take their their culture and you know, especially when it comes to like Mitno, when it comes to demons and ghosts and whatnot, and just find ways to just make these trippy weird EF characters or you will see some weird characters in this show boy. and like Chainsaw Man is just like like just one of the way. when it comes to the other devils way yeah it, it, it's some of the most unique shit you'll see like in a long way right um the the, the action sequences though OMFD FG sorry they are amazing just well um choreographed well animated, well stylized, yeah, just hyper stylized as hell though. But it totally works though. Um, it ramps up in terms of the violence and the blood and gore and whatnot. But like you know, like how I was describing myself when I when I saw that first confrontation with Chainsaw Man and the zombies, that was me actually through like like nearly all of the of of, of the action sequences, boy. Right. Just eyes wide, wide, uh, just bulging out broad smile on my face i just enjoying all this stuff right this is one character by the name of samurai sword right so yeah he is like the the katana equivalent of chainsaw man right yeah. there's a fight scene between between the two on a train that is so so badass though boy i was like and you know i would i was just like i i was just in shock of just how badass it was it was it was shocking to me how badass that fight scene was especially how it ends though holy shit i don't want to spoil anything beyond that right but yeah um I, what this what this show really really excels at though is just these weird characters right i just that well especially when it comes to skill sets they have some really unique and crazy uh powers right and one thing what, what the show also shines to is just the world that they create though so even with all this weird shit that they see in it fits like in an anime way it it absolutely fits with the world it fits with the tone of it and on the subject of tone, right? 
also like the the use of gallows humor in this though. Um, yeah, it like it, it's it's pretty dark in terms of humor, very sardonic as well. But it totally fits. It it, it just fits with the worldview of these characters, where where the story is set, what the characters are about, or whatnot. So so yeah, when you see like just these weird characters just show up and you know the type of fear that is being uh, personified there though, it it, it kind of makes sense, right? It, it it works, right? And while it is pretty bleak in some points though. I do, uh, I do like the fact that they inject, you know, humor into it, right? And humor, for the most part, works, right? It, it, it just kind of lessens the, the darkness of the show. You can lighten up, you can laugh at it as well, too. And, you know, it, it works in terms of just, you know, building the characters and whatnot, right? But yeah, at the end of the day, um, I was totally impressed by this show. I, I, I didn't know what to expect going into this play, but um, I was impressed by what it is I saw. Um, I, I saw. I saw this in Japanese. I heard a bit of the English dub in the trailer, so I don't know, maybe if I recap it, I'll, I'll watch it in English. I wasn't really impressed by the English dub, but I guess when I recap it for, you know, when the next season comes around, I could I could more or less, you know, acclimatize myself to it, right? But yeah, um, this is just a great anime. Uh, I, I just talked in terms of just production, right, and execution. That's a great anime true and true man whether it's the writing whether it's characterization whether it's the the creatures themselves the characters and whatnot um this 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 show excels man right and last thing last i'll say before before i get to read it uh this show does something that um honestly i don't think i've seen any anime ever did they actually well all right so each so this is like a 12 episode run right so outside of the opening theme song, right, which is catchy, right? That's all I'll say. It's a really catchy song. You when you see it, right? When you 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 understand what I talk about. But every episode has a different end credit song, okay. and uh, visuals to accompany, um, to accompany it. Yeah, like I was surprised. Like I thought, like okay, we we're gonna get like you know, like the first half will be one song, second half will be another song. No, every single episode ends with a different song, a different, um, you know, visual, you know, um, aesthetic, right? And those those aesthetics work, though, whether it ranges from just trippy and batshit weird to kind of just woozy and hazy and kind of vaporwave-ish kind of vibe, though. And just yeah. kind of matches every song that they play, right? So you'll get your pop song, you'll get your metal. There's one song that kind of borders on, like, what we got with the, you know, the second team song, you know, the iconic team song for uh, for Death Note, if you remember that, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. something like that, you know, but not as, you know... Not as you know, bashing your 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 head over a wall on a wall. Sorry, until your your brains bleed, until you're bleeding. Like how that that team song from Death Note was. But this particular team song and and close the sequence comes very close, man. Right. But yeah. I, I just love the variety that they brought to those. So I I will I will assume that um Mappa worked on those close the sequences as well, though. And that there's not like they outsource other studios to work on those, though. But just in terms of distinction and variety, where well, yeah, this this that would just how they pull that off though was excellent in my opinion, right? But yeah, I give the show enough praise before um enough, sorry. So yeah, written wise, I'm gonna give this a strong four to five, man. I, I absolutely enjoyed this. Um this this impressed me from from episode one to, to the last one. Um as for gripes though, I just felt like just just little minor gripes. I felt that they you know while 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 I do like the the tones right like the tones that they that they stick with sometimes it could kind of shift kind of haphazardly at times so you know like it, you might get this sort of like um, slice of life kind of coming of age kind of stuff 
And then, like, when you least expect it, it will just switch into something dark or something really trippy or, you know, really, like, you know, just weird for the sake of being weird, you know? So, but I wouldn't really chalk it up to inconsistency, just in terms of where the story goes, right? And that's one thing I like about this, this show here. You, 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 could, you think you know where the story is going, but no, boy, they will just hit you with some kind of, like, detour, you know, ever so often, right? And then also, too, I felt like, you know, the, the, the final episode, or I should say the closing moments, um, kind of leave a little too much out there, man. Like, I felt like we could have gotten a little bit more closure. It kind of leaves certain tread, narrative threads out there. So it's like, all right, well, I never really did the manga. So, like, I literally had to wait till this next season comes up for me to understand what's going on. I don't want to do that. I am patient. Because that's, that, that's really how I feel, like, you know, because I just really can't wait to see more of the show, right, to the point that, I, I I can't wait for the open. I I I will not stand the open endings. I want to see what happens next, right? So yeah. I know lazy me. I guess I'll wait until the uh, until the season two um comes up, or I'll just read the manga and see what what happens next, right? And I heard actually this 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 um show is very 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 faithful to the manga, so that that that's great, right? So yeah, but yeah um, Chainsaw Man is a real deal. Check it out. Um and yes, there's a lot of hype surrounding it. I would say it lives up to it. But thankfully, like I said earlier on, I'm glad that the show does not just rely on its already weird-ass protagonist to, 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 to drive the show, right? So don't go in expecting a lot of blood, a lot of guts and weirdness. But yeah, there will be blood, there will be guts, and there will be weirdness in this show, man. And I enjoyed, you know, uh, I, I would say a lot of what I got here in the show, man. So I can't wait to see what we get next to season two. So yeah, Chainsaw Man is the real deal. You all need to check it out. Okay, I'm actually... Asked- Quite surprised that you wanted to review this so late after it come out. They're like, oh, you know, you catch on. Well, right, no problem. Yeah, well, now really, is, it, I just wanted to, to see it for myself. I know it, it wrapped up, I think, last month, I think it was, but I really wanted minute. to see it for yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of similar to, um, to, to Bleach, which we talked about um, you know, earlier yeah. this year, right? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I missed it by years, and but I don't mean I, I don't want to see it, right? So, yeah. And I'll say this much. Um, so, 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 thank you. Bleach and, and Chainsaw Man for, for getting my back into to anime, man. So, yeah, can't wait to see what a great release we get uh, this year, man. Can't wait. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's talk about Poker Face. Or should I say the first four episodes, right? Because uh, much to my surprise, we got four out of ten episodes uh, a few days ago, the time of us recording this, right? So, of course, I, you know, actually set some time yesterday, actually, at the time of us recording this to, to, to watch these four episodes out. Um, you know, it stars McGill, um, Natasha Leon, and it just so happens to be, you know, um, spearheaded by, you know, Ryan Johnson, right? Who yeah. is probably having a hell of a time now, you know, not just that, um, you know, his film Glass Onion, you know, get an Oscar nom, right? For for best original screenplay. No, I think it's best adapted screenplay for number Ad- Right, right. Adapted? Right. Really? Uh, I, I, I think so. For what? For, for, for Glass Onion. No, all right, let me from what? It's original. All right, so it's a weird thing. I didn't even know this slight little detour, folks, right? Um, so, like, when Top Gun Maverick got nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, I was asking myself, why is it Best Adapted Screenplay, right? right? Isn't it a fresh screenplay? But they'll say, no, because it's based off of a film and it's a sequel. Technically, it's adapted from that. That makes no the original sense. It's weird, right? I know. Yeah. I know. It's real weird, boy. Because even if it's a sequel... You, yeah, the, the person who wrote the original script and directed the original film still wrote it. So how can you come and say that a sequel is adapted from the original? Because what it just had one character that show up. I don't know. It makes no sense, right? That's, but yeah, that, that sounds like some lawyer lawyer shakinri for Neglin just to 
or people in a category. Right? Some some category bullshit. Whatever. I, I I don't know, right? But anyway, right? So yes, I mean Ryan Johnson, you know, has been pretty much on top of the world, you know, with the success of Glass Onion and yeah. rightfully so. But um for me, really, and this is why I'm glad that we have some like poker face. Yeah, it, it kind of shows Ryan's knack for, for you know, for for mystery and detective fiction, right? Yeah, it, it shows that he really have a clear, like, you know, um, love and just, like, you know, just just being able to craft these great stories, right? And, yeah, I mean, we, we get to this already here with, you know, the first four episodes of Poker Face, right? But, um, Ricardo, I want you to do the synopsis for this, right? But, um, sure. after that, I'll, I'll share my thoughts on what we talked about the first four episodes, right? So, yeah, um... At the moment, you know, just just covering these first four episodes, uh, what is Poker Face about? Yeah, so right. So I, I have almost no memory of actual character names, but uh, yeah, right, so that, that's fine. That's why I'm here. Adrian so, Brody, um, Adrian Brody running a, a casino, and yeah. promised that. And what happens is that he, well, they, so that's a start. They show straight up Colombo, right? Um, they just show the crime, yeah, uh, and then basically they show him. Um, getting Benjamin brought to murder a woman uh, because yeah. she witnessed a crime and well, we can't speculate what the crime is and they verify that. Um, right, well, well as you say Colombo, there, there's another show that I'll compare it to, but when when you yeah. done? Yeah, yeah, so basically, right, so they show, show Benjamin Bratt, uh, murder this with, with, with instruction from Adrian Brody, murder this woman, and his is uh, Miguel from um, Orange and New Black. Um, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm Dasha Polanco. I was like, hey, right, yeah. okay, or is she black, you know, reunion and shit. And it's right. so funny that, you know, she works with Natasha Leo's character, right? That was, that was so yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so um, she got murdered, but it's because she uncovered something that we, we suspect was um, sh- some sort of chicanery with the murder. And you find out that it connected to uh, something with Natasha Leon because she worked in the same this casino with the with the man and yeah you find out uh why um the first episode is still figuring out that adrian brody and benjamin bratt uh conspired to murder this woman uh to cover up you know the, the crime well to cover up the, the the other other higher crime that they hint at in the storyline and yeah she so had to go on the run because uh, something revealed well this actually catch me off guard um <laughs> I, well i don't want to spoil the first episode but uh something happens to adrian brody's character right in relation yeah. Yeah, they show to Natasha Leone and her father. Oh, sorry, his father. And that's where the story shows Natasha Leone have to go on the run, effectively, um, kind of running from the father. And you will learn how and why. And then basically, she just goes on misadventures, solving crimes as she running away uh, from, well, effectively, Bradley and Brand hunting her down um, with the storyline. And well, the big conceit of the storyline is that she is capable of. Well, some kind of, she have a, a knack for lie detection, right? Almost, almost perfected lie detection. And once you put it in, uh, once you have a contextual dishonesty, uh, she will, she'll sniff it out almost immediately. And that is basically the storyline. That is a kind of a superpower, the closest thing to a superpower she has. Uh, but, and they make it work. Uh, good characterization. They have some nice mysteries and crimes. Uh, there's a great episode, probably favorite episode, the one with Little Rel Harry. Uh, <laughs> Harry okay, Lyon. okay, that, that was your favorite. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah, and yeah, they, they make it they make it work for waiters and wait, waiters trying to do. And yeah, I, I really like the show. The show it's straight up Colombo, a little bit of Miss Marple. Like I want to say, she's kind of like if if um how to describe it is yeah, she's kind of like Colombo, but it's it's if you mix if 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 um Benoit Blanc is is Faro, she's kind of like Miss Marple a little bit, a little bit. Like she have that right, same right. kind of arbitrariness about her and and what is 
why she does work in the waiters and her interactions. And then they nail the whole doing the crime, seeing the crime ahead of time and then piecing it together from her perspective. And then, uh, much like with Colombo, Colombo is just a smart boy, so he's play stupid. Or to, to use Trinidadian statement, um, with his um, play dead to catch Cobra alive. Uh, she used to just play stupid to catch people off guard and then catch them with, with a crime later because, you know, most of these villains are like, overly arrogant and, and brutish. Uh, but yeah, they make it work in that way. Uh, but with her, she, because of her lie detection and her arbitrariness is why it has worked particularly well. People totally underestimate her. And then it has been a little too late for them after the fact. That's why it does work. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't super, super love this, but it is very good. Like, I, I really, really like it. And, like, if you're, if you're, you're glass onion, it's not scratching, they, they scratch it for you. Like, it, it does that very, very well. Um, yeah, I, I, I really dig it so far, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally enjoying it as well, too, right? Um, so, so, first off, the, the show that I will also compare this to is a little favorite of mine from back in the day. It's called The Fugitive, right? Yes. Right, um, right, right, right. Where right, right. one... You know, it, it starts off with, you know, the character on the run, right? And you have a particular individual that ever so often you will see in episodes chasing said person, right? Yeah. Uh, but then also the, the, the pro- uh, protagonist, um, you know, showing up in, the, well, pretty much going from place to place, right? Find himself in some sort of situation that, so it's, 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 it's not like they, they, it's almost like they walk into the situation and right. they just kind of get involved and they just sort of solve it because that's what we expect in an episode of the sh- of a show like this. And then they move on. That That's pretty right. much it, right? But that character is always on the run, right? So I am curious now, with, if, if we do get a second season of this, right? Um, how, how how far, you know, um, Natasha Leon's character is going to go, right? Because remember, The Fugitive went for like about, what, five, six seasons, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it went for a long, I mean, long, long seasons, while, right? back then it was just any bullshit you could make for episode. I don't know if it'll keep people attention that long um but no i find the show where it's designed it could probably go on pretty long to be honest right uh but i you know because of the structure of the storyline yeah 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 exactly exactly right um but one thing i mean just right off the gate right um natasha is fantastic as charlie um yeah. you know it, well you know we we, we always know her for that for that horse voice right but yeah. it, it works in terms of you know just who she is just you know just her as a person right but the character that she plays, uh, Charlie Keel, right? Um, you know, she she's great as well. I, I I just love again, you know, just how she finds herself in uh, find herself, sorry, in these situations. Uh, what is in the first episode involving her friend, right? Um, who is killed, right? Yeah. And where that leads to, right? And how it all starts off in this casino and whatnot. And you know, I'll talk about the 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 guest stars in a bit, right? And yeah, where it leads afterwards with her just going on these these separate cases, right? Because yeah, me watching this for the first time, watching the first episode, I said to myself, wait, no, but don't tell me everything is going to take place in this one casino, right? And, you know, the whole season is going to be about this casino stuff, right? But no, at the end, they just pretty much let you know, no, that's not going to be the case, right? Because something happens. And on the subject of of, of, of cast, right? Um, Just, you know, just the talent that they brought on, on stage here, on screen, I should say, is great across the board. Um, Agent Brody, he's great. Um, yeah. Who his dad is, I, do, I, I wouldn't even tell you uh, when or how they reveal it, but when they reveal it, it's like, oh, it's you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see yeah, you, right? Yeah. Uh, I was surprised to see McGill, um, Dasha Polanco, again, you know, right. who plays Natalie in the first episode. Um, Hong Chow, she wasn't it. She was in, right. the, in, the, in the second episode, right? Mm-hmm. I'll talk about the second episode a bit, right? And yeah, what I like about the show here so far is just the cast, right? Well, you know, the the, the special guest um, f- uh, performers who showed, right? 
uh, which is very very much like The Fugitive, right? Where it's always like, you know, it's the main star, but guest starring this person and that person and that person. It's usually a big name when it comes to film and TV, right? So it's like that, right? Um, the third episode, The Stall. I was surprised to see um, Lil Rel Horry, right? <laughs> and give, given, honestly, one of the best performances I've ever seen from him. You know, I, yeah, I, I about, listen, I did, if I didn't see his name in the beginning... I was not going to think it's him, you know, he really looked different. I think he lose weight or something, I ain't sure. Yeah, and, and, and he nailed that Texas accent, though. He nailed that accent very, very well, though, I must say, right? Well, the um, last time then, I see him, and he was real good in that, was um, Judas and the Black Messiah, Judas Messiah, and right? Black Messiah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, um, the fourth episode, uh, Chloe uh, Savengi, right? If I got any like name wrong. Yeah, she was pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah she, was, she was. that is very good. Yes, 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 I must say, right? And just on, on the subject of resolutions, though, one thing this show does very well, though, again, this just goes to, to Ryan's, you know, great writing. And to be fair, right, it's not like he's writing all the scripts for, for this show, right? Because he wrote the first two. No, sorry, he wrote the first one, but he had um, three other writers write the, the subsequent episodes, right? Two, three, and four, right? Yeah, um, just how clever, just how just how intelligent the, these resolutions are, right? I yeah. just love how they just... They, they, they're more or less brought about by just smart writing, just across the board, though. Just the way how um, the show gives you information, but they kind of hold back certain things. They just know when to reveal certain things, right? I also love the, you know, the whole Columbo technique of just showing you, okay, this friends. is the murder. Yeah. This is what happens. And you're there, yeah, like, wondering, is, okay, where, where, where's Charlie's involved in all this? But then the show will kind of show you, oh, this is how she gets roped in. And then you'll see the scene play out again. And be like, oh, that's where she was. I thought they right. did that very well in the first episode. Because honestly, I was there, like, kind of wondering, okay, where's Charlie in all of this? And then when they show what happens, like, oh, okay, now I see. That was real yeah. good. Yeah. And the thing is, they could have kept the mystery, you know, but I don't know, it still work. Because um, many, like, the first episode, they could have kept the mystery. Like, who's the person after him? But they make it, they make it, they do it in such a way to make it a clear misdirection with the husband. But no, they they flip it and, and then surprise you in a different way later. Now. So it's worked better. It worked just as well, um, one way or the other. And I, I like that about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, just, just going back to writing, though, I just love the details that, that this show has, right? So case in point, without spoiling anything, right, there's, 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 a, there's a little piece of information that you get involving um, a gun, like a, like a, like a gun strap, right, that, that's yeah. um, on a man's leg, right? So you say, oh, it's on the inner tie of his right of his uh, right yeah, leg. Yeah, there, little so that means details like, like that. Like, like those little things, and you're like, yeah, yeah, like you know, because like, like for me, I I I couldn't write a mystery or detective story to save my life, right? Yeah. But little details like that is what makes you know stories like that work, right? I could see Ryan's knack for just that 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 sort of storytelling, though. Just the attention to detail, I mean, just yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah, that he yeah, gives it totally what? works, man. And what's smart is that it's how to modernize that stuff. Because what is kill a lot of stories? A lot of people make that joke a long time ago, right? They say how oh, cell phones would immediately solve so many modern problems. Now. Um, a lot of old stories. Like if, if, if it had a cell phone, the movie would be over in like five minutes. A lot of these stories like that. And what I like about it is that he incorporates the modern life for it. That's why it works. Um, the, the cell phone was a big part of it. Like they, they get catch because they don't understand how the cloud is work, right? Yes. Stuff like that, right? And I like <laughs> yeah. that. That's, it makes sense because, yeah, a lot of people just get catch off guard with cloud. The cloud comes mm-hmm. in, you know, you pop a picture up and then the picture show up on the cloud because you don't take it to account that it will upload because you don't have to, because manual, the world is so automatic now. Uh, stuff like that. I like that. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, so just going to the, to the other episodes, right? I do like the idea of, um, of, of Charlie just being this drifter, you know, me, she just, I, you know, just, just going from place to place, right? Yeah. Now, it, 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 could, it could run tin real fast, though, but again, right. just going off of the fugitive, 
It's like, yeah, I hear, I, 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 I need some gas money. I need a place to stay. So, yeah, let me just work here for like a weekend or whatever it is. I make some money and then I move on. So it's like that, right? It's yeah. a gimmick, but it works, right? So like with the second episode, for example, I like how, how they incorporate that, right? Um, I like um, Hong Chao's character in this though, but that's nitpicking here. Um, I, I felt we could have gotten a better resolution for her character. Like the character shows up, something happens to her. You learn, some, you, you learn a lot about the character, but then something happens to the character and then you just don't see her again. You just say like, all right. Like like we know what what will happen or how this situation has uh, rectified itself. But still, you know what I mean? I like closure, so I want to see what happened, right? And I felt compared to like, you know, what we got in these four episodes thus far, um, this this uh, it was was pretty weak though. Like, mm. although I like how it ends. Like, I, like resolution wise, I get why it ends like that. But I just felt like it was it was the weakest of the of the conclusions, right? right. But um, when it comes to like stuff like see the stall, for example, I would say the stall and resin metal, but those yeah. two, I I can't even say which one is the better of the two because I just right. love both conclusions, though, right? I um, I just stall, love. The stall catch you off guard because of the beginning, the beginning. Yes, really, yes. The fella say. <laughs> The fella say I'm a murderer, and I and it's like okay, that's really funny when you recontextualize yeah. it. Right, but, right. When, uh, when you see why, boy. Right. Uh, and, and that's without spoiling it, right? Um, uh, I was my boy, my boy this, right? of, yeah, that, that cracked me up too. Eh? Uh, all right, I don't want to spoil it. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just say, Ochjad. Oh, if you know what Ochjad is, yeah. that is it. Yeah, yeah. The, the the show have a lot of sponsored buys, so yeah, <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see like Probably. a lot of like like you'll see like a lot of TV shows, right? And you'll see like yeah. a lot of movies, titles yeah. and whatnot, right? So when I saw that, I was just like, oh gosh, that's why. <laughs> but yeah. it totally works though, because yeah, yeah. First, when you see this, you're like, wait, what are you talking about? He's a murderer. But then yeah. when you see what happened, it's like the auction is like, oh, okay, right. But yeah, um, how little real horrors involved in this was great. It's what what I what I absolutely do by both though, it reminds me of one of Coen Brothers films, like uh Blood yeah. Simple or right. uh Fargo, where it's like Okay, I have this foolproof a code plan where okay, I gotta distract people and do yeah, the then, job, and then yeah. when I come back, it's like, well, I was here, I don't know what happened. Exactly, I was right. dead, and yeah, and also another blood simple uh, trick to do the L reference, uh, where he take the piece of wood and throw it in the fire. Right. Yeah, that that that's that, that I remember that uh, a moment like that in in blood simple. Yeah, take the evidence and throw it in the furnace, right? I right. mean, yeah, it, it's that, right? Yeah, you see. No, yeah, yeah. The ending is what catch you. This that's why that's what I prefer. Take over um, the metal one. Though. The metal the one. Rest is metal, yeah. But but the ending, yeah. the ending for the store was hilarious. Though, but it was so yeah. the ending, so that smart. But... Yeah. So it's like when she does like shit. It's like hey, right, well that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was like shit. <laughs> right, right. That, that was the police face. It's when the bad face that turned to shit. It's like okay, that's yes. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be that would be Danielle McDonald's uh, character. I'm not gonna say who she is in the in the, in the episode, right? But yeah, right. when she said that, she's like, "All right, I like that, right?" But yeah, little real Hori Akazas off in that though. But I love how just how cynical he is, and I love how he just plays a Texan character to a T, right? Yeah, to the point that yes, he is the the owner of this barbecue joint, right? But it it, it totally works, right? But that ending though, that ending was brilliant in my opinion, right? Um, the last one, what I'll give. Uh, although I really enjoy wrestling metal, right? What I'll give this particular episode credit for is that, you know, three episodes in, you take it, all right, well, in the intro sequence now, before they cut to break, all right, you will see, you will see, um, you know, Charlie show up or Charlie see something off, off, um, off camera, right? No, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen at all. You just see what, um, you just see the murder, right? Uh, and 
without spoiling my wow my ghostwriting ghost indeed that's all i'll say my ghostwriting in like the most insidious level by jeez my right but yeah uh but but it fits in terms of the motivation behind the characters right in this case chloe's character who is this um this metal um band leader who just look looking for this next hit right and how far she's gonna go to get that right that's all i'll say right, right? But yeah, like right right after they cut the break now, that's when you see Charlie and she hooks up with them. Of course, she working for them as a roadie, basically, right? Selling merch. Well, sorry, she's a merch girl, right? Basically, right? And then the murder happens. You're like, oh, okay, right? Because, but I just love that that little subversion over what we saw before, where you're thinking in the first part of the of the episode, that's where you're gonna see Charlie show up, like right afterwards, asking something off air, right, or off screen. Sorry, but here's like, no, we're just gonna show how she gets into the situation in the first place, and then the murder takes place and what happened, right? right? The ending for that is so goddamn brilliant, in my opinion. Kind of like, wow, these characters got get away with with murder, literally, right? And then when they when when they reveal how how they're not gonna do so. Yeah, yeah, but it was so smart, boy. I, yeah. I clapped for that, literally. I really clapped for that. I was, that was brilliant, in my opinion, right? But yeah, uh, oh, and I, I should mention before I get to reading, um, this is beautifully shot, though, right? Yes. Very, very, very well shot, right? Um, even whether it's the first two episodes that Ryan directed or, you know, the other two, which, you know, we had other um, filmmakers come through and do the thing, right? But what I love about this show, though, just, just to wrap things up, though, it's just how seamless the direction is, right? Where, uh, yeah, you would like it wouldn't even matter if Ryan directed an episode or wrote an episode. You just get that 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 level of consistency into yeah, the quality, whether it's writing yeah. or directional acting across these four episodes, way right? And yeah, I would say in terms of just re, uh, rejuvenating the the, uh, the detective TV show, yeah, uh, Poker Face delivers, man. Um, what, and, what I liked about uh, this, the last last point, is what's uh, one thing. Uh, why it works is that this could have easily I could have easily see a lesser producer or lesser marketer push the idea that having this be a Colombo remake. You know? Like I yeah. could easily see that shit. Oh, Colombo's coming back. And then there's Natasha Leone as Colombo, some bullshit like that now. I like nah. Yeah, yeah, like 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 a like a Magnum PI, for example. Like, right. like you know, yeah. Right, that, that's right. a perfect example, actually, Magnum PI. Right. Magnum PI yeah, or um even although I do I, I do think the remake is okay, but Hawaii Five O, right? Uh I, I, like, I have yet to watch that show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it, they they just decided to do a new show and again we could get into this big debate about the nature of remakes and who is remakes and why. But my attitude was I believe in the spiritual sequel. Right? That was always my thing. You know, you hype yourself, you make it like the show that you supp- you want to remake, but you don't remake it outright. And you have a lot more creative freedom instead of catering to some law, history, or continuity bullshit now. No, do your own thing. Like, that's, and you're, you're still staying in the spirit of the story. And that's why this has worked for me. Because I am a big fan of Colombo, but I don't need to get into the continuity of Colombo. It tells its own story. Moving right, on. Right, agreed. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I should mention one more thing. One more thing, right? Um, sure. For me, the beauty of this show, though, is... It's just the, the, and you know, like even in the, in the second episode, they kind of address the kind of existential nature of it all, the idea of luck and chance, right? Nice. So it's always like, well, you know, it's a chance encounter that Charlie show up at this place and met this person at this time where they did this murder or this crime, right? So it's like the possibilities of that or, or of it all shouldn't like happen in the real world but when you really think about it it could kind of happen and that's why i love that the first episode is set at a casino right because the casino is all about right. luck and all about right, chance right, right? right, right, right so yeah, yeah this idea that yeah, there's a huge chance you could win but there's also a huge chance you could lose right um it also ties to like um to charlie's skill set just the idea of just being able to to um 
you know, just to, to spot the bullshitted people, right? You know, the yeah. human lie detector kind of stuff, right? Literally every episode she says bullshit, right? So that that's that's like a tr- you know, like you know, it's it's always like you know, like how those uh, old shows, like old sitcoms, whatever, they always have like a like a catchphrase. So who's is is clearly bullshit, right? And yeah, you know, we just just the idea of her just being there at just this right time. I'd be to this person. Just all these chances, you know what I mean? That, that's what I love about it. Like, it should happen in real life, but in the way how it's played out, it could kind of happen, you know what I mean? It, it totally works, man. So, yeah, um, as you can tell, I am totally impressed by by what, what what I've seen so far. These first four episodes, I can't wait to see the other six. And, yes, you can expect a full review of the full season. But, yeah, uh, as it starts, though, this is great. I, I am loving this so far. Rated wise, I'm going to give this a decent, a strong four out of five. I can't wait to see what we get next year. Um... Natasha and, and, and Ryan are on a roll here with the show. Um, and I really hope that gets renewed for a second season, man. Because, yeah, we need right. to get more of this, man. So, yeah, wait, your, your final thoughts are not like eight episodes. You're going to get first four episodes so far? Yeah, full, like... full, yeah. Um, no, well, after that, it's just weekly. Oh, weekly one. Right, but it should be what? Up to 10 or something like that? Was it total number? It's, it's, it's 10. We, we get in 10. We okay, no 10. problem. All right, all right, yeah. all right, all right. Okay, no problem. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. So we'll, 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 until the end of the season. Yeah, as I first started, first four episodes, great. I want to see how they resolve this. Uh, and, we, you know, what's going on with the father. So we'll make it work. I want to see it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's talk about, let, let, let's jump into the Oscar race again now. Because, okay. you know, we did it last week with uh, Argentina 985. Right. Uh, let's talk about Causeway, right? Um, oh. A show that I heard about a few months ago, you know. But, um... The only reason why, honestly, I, I wanted to see this is because we boy, paper boy, you know, yeah. all about that paper boy. Yes, yeah. got his first Oscar nom. So, yeah. yes, he and Lakeith Stanfield are in the, you know, Atlanta Star third Oscar nominee club. So, yeah. it's just for Donald Glover and Zazie Beats to follow suit, right? I mean, I mean, it's not like it's not like they it's not like they working on, on, on Atlanta, right? So I mean, why not? Let let, let them let them do the same thing, right? Yeah. But yeah, that's the reason why I watch this, right? You know, because Brian Tyree Henry, you know, got his first nom, right? Yeah. Um. Also speaking of of Oscar, you know, of of, of Oscar nominee, um, and also Star McGill, Jennifer Lawrence, right? Who yeah. I have not seen in a long long while. Well, I should well say yeah, last I, I surprised was I surprised she pop up because up, um which I because never production. Right, yes, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. This is actually uh, true. Her first, uh, her, her, yeah, her first production company called Excellent Cadaver, right? Yeah. And um, on the subject of first, uh, this is actually the debut feature by Lila Newbor. If I got the surname wrong, forgive me, right? Um, she, you know, had a start in theater, so she's a te- theater director and writer, right? And yeah, this is actually her, her debut feature, right? And I actually thought, just see, get it all the way. Yeah, she did a she did a really solid job with this one, right? Yeah. But um, in a nutshell, what it's about, right? So we introduced uh, Jennifer Lawrence, right? She plays Lindsay. She well, we learned we we really had to take a while to to find to, to uh, for the film to give us this information, right? But she is a U.S. soldier, right? She right. um she left but, um Iraq vet. Well, I should say yeah, so well, Afghanistan. yeah, Afghanistan, right? She was right, discharged. Yeah. Because she had this brain injury, so where the film opens is her more or less going through physiotherapy and you know, um, not just physiotherapy, but more like you know psychological therapy as well too. Just yeah. um, because yeah, it was a really traumatic event that um, that she went through, right? It was an ID based yeah. event, right? Yeah. So early on, um, you know, she well, she she has to go back home to New Orleans, right? So early in the film, we see her go through this rehabilitation, right? 
Um, and then, well, from there now, she's discharged. Well, at least the, the caregiver who's there, you know, gives her a, a clean bill of health, if you will. Um, ever so often, she goes by this um, doctor who is played by my boy, um, Stephen uh, McKinley Henderson. I was like, hey, you this, uh, yeah. you from Fences and other shows that I've seen you in. Yeah, would, right? So, yeah, um, so she's discharged, but, you know, her being her, I, I, I got some hurt locker vibes from this. She's like, yeah, I, I just want, I want to go back. I want to go back, you know, to, to, to the to the Marines or whatever it is, right? She want yeah. to go back to the Army, right? And everybody, right now, well, uh, first off, her, her, her mom, right, who's played by Linda Emon, she's like, well, no, I mean, look at what you went through, but they, they actually kind of explain why she wants to go back, right? And this actually makes for a great bit of character development where she feels kind of um, stunted, right, in terms of, like, just being in New Orleans, right? She feels like she has no room to grow or breed or just be who she is. She feels like, you know, like she just waste, like her life is just being wasted, right? And that's really one of the main reasons, I should say the main reason, why she left home to begin with, right? So, yeah, through some circumstances, Lindsay gets his job, you know, um, cleaning pools, right? And this is right. one particular pool that she goes to because the, um, the owners left for vacation or whatever it is. And through some circumstances, well, actually, it's through her car just giving trouble. Uh, she runs into Brian Tyree Henry's character, who's named James, right? Um, and he himself, he he has a well, he has a prosthetic leg, and we learn how and why it has to do with a car accident, but something equally traumatic as well. And yeah, they just form this this well, reluctantly, I should say, form this friendship, right? They learn a lot about each other, and you know, their their struggles and pains and whatnot. And, you know, throughout the show, they kind of have to pick themselves up because, yeah, they can't go, they can't really go about, you know, life on their own, right? They kind of learn this about themselves, right? And, yeah, they need to, they need that companionship, right? They've been loners for a long while and, yeah, at the heart of it all, it's just really about them just kind of accepting the fact that they, you know, they just need to be, not so much need each other, but, you know, they need to be around people. They need to open themselves up to other people and be friendly, right? Because, yeah, that's just, that is what's going to help in terms of, you know, uh, that's that's going to help in the progress, in the process, sorry, of, uh, you know, just them getting over this pain that they have to live with for the rest of their lives, right? So, yeah, Ricardo, your thoughts on Causeway? Yeah, I liked it. I didn't love it. I, uh, I didn't see this. I only knew about it because of Paperboy. Uh, but I never got around to seeing it. Um, I didn't know it was on Apple TV. Just, just staring me in the face, you know, watching it now. Like, uh, yeah. I want to watch this boy. But then when I see my boy get nominated, I'm like, I would. What are you talking about his performance? He was okay, right? I didn't love it, love it. But he was okay. It's like, all right, I get what they're going for. The shared trauma conceit works for the most part. Uh, but I couldn't really... I, again, it's one of those things that if you do have your own conceit or your own... Um, share of it, you, you won't love it too much. I, that is my main thing. Is like I get it and I appreciate it, but it didn't stick with me. It's one of those, though. Um, but oh, it's well, well, is it that you had to relate it or you had to know somebody I, yeah, I just, who I, I, just, I personally just couldn't relate it given the nature of the, the thing. It's like how traumatized people have a shared conceit, but it, it works. It and, and Jennifer Lawrence and, and him had a great uh chemistry with each other, surprisingly. I didn't, I thought they, they would have you know not bounced off each other, and they did, they did, they did quite well actually. Um, but yeah, I uh, I was just surprised at this because again, uh, I saw it. I was like, okay, my boy, people boy in it, but I didn't think you would get nominated for it. I was like, I uh, quite surprised. But like watching it and seeing it in the contest as a best supporting, yeah, it, it kind of works. I can I can kind of understand why you get best uh, supporting for it. And that um, 
not not in the category. I don't think he's the best or anything like that. But I kind of get where you get nominated. I kind of understand. And it's, it's more Apple pushing itself more than anything, right? Like, Apple is the, is the company that end up betting on for all of this. And you know. It's a smart call, ultimately. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and uh, also, also, third film that E24 involved in, right? You know, that, that with, with the Oscar nom um, driving it, right? Right. Exactly. Um, so, it's, it's all of that. Yeah, I, I didn't expect to... Um, I didn't expect to... With, I, I was surprised at this, to be honest. That's, that's all I'll say. Um, so, yeah. All right, all right, right. Well, for me, in the most part, um, I, I enjoyed it for what it is, right? But what I'll say, it's one of those simple films, right? It's quiet. That, that's the best way I can describe it. There's not a lot of, you know, big events and, you know, anything spectacular happening. It's just this quiet film, you know, uh, with these characters, just like, you know, day-to-day kind of surviving and learning about the world and learning about themselves and, you know, learning about each other. That would be, you know, Lindsay and James, right? It's like that, right? So, no, if you're expecting some gut-wrenching drama, you're not going to get that, right? It's it's not that type of show. It's just these characters who just have to grow and just, they, they, they kind of have to grow basically through attachment. That, that That's really what it is, right? True friendship, right? And that's what it is. It's, it's simple. It's to the point. It doesn't know if it's seats welcome at all. It's like, what, right. hour and a half? And yeah, it just kind of does what it does, right? Um, Jennifer Lawrence, I mean, you, you can't expect that she's going to knock it out the park. And yeah, she, she's she's great in this, you know, for the character that she's given, right? You know, um, very wedded down in terms of her character and whatnot. But, you know, when she opens up, it, it it's plausible and it makes sense, right? Yeah. Same thing goes with Brian Terry Henry, right? And yes, I, I do understand, you know, why he was nominated and whatnot. And not saying that he gives, you know, a, a amazing stellar performance, right? But for what for what he was given, yeah, he 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 killed it, man. He knocked out the park, man. And I do see a future for him doing these down to earth dr- dramatic rules. Like, I I could, right. I could see him doing that, right? Yeah, he could do the kind of snarky, you know, like he could do the kind of comedic rules, like you know, like case the point, like you remember last year he was in bullet train, so he could do that, you know, he could do stuff like that where like it's it's comedic. But not really comedic in a sense. Like he's not trying to be funny with the way how he moves, and especially with that cockney accent that he has, you laugh at him, you know. Nice. It's it's like that, right? But the point is, I don't want him to just do comedy for the rest of his life, right? So yeah, I I, I think that he could he have a he have a nice he could he could fit very nicely with with drama, right? And you know just 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 off this performance alone, right? It's not saying that um I've seen a majority of his performances, you know, prior to this, but yeah, I think that he has a bright future as far as um you know drama goes right uh as far as you know as i mentioned e24 right this pretty much gives me an idea of what to expect with the wheel like i have a feeling that the wheel is going to be like this in a sense the kind of slow quiet kind of film like you know not a lot going on but it's more about the characters and what they're going through i kind of get in that vibe here with uh like i have a feeling this is what the wheel is going to be like you know causeway is just a hint of what to expect right but yeah, again, you know, it's it's that type of show. So if you're not into that and you just want more, if you're expecting more things to happen in shows like this, yeah, yeah you'll be disappointed, right? Um, as far as direction goes, yeah, Lila, Lila does a thing, right? Like, and then, you know, it's not like you'll see some kind of amazing, you know, creed shot or whatever it is. But, you know, the the, the shots themselves, um, composition, framing, all that kind of stuff, blocking. Uh, you know, you could tell it's well taught out or whatnot, right? It's it's a it's a debut feature, so I'm not expecting her to just you know uh, knock it, you know just just give us something totally amazing again, given what the story is, right? And the story just just in closing is again it's simple to the point. You get the gist of what's going on. Um, 
you will walk out of it kind of feel like you're okay. Yes, you've you've been through this sort of emotional journey with these characters. It's not one honestly that I will remember in a long while, but that's not to say that the show isn't great or doesn't have any, you know, merit it, right? Okay, yeah, I mean at the end of the day it is still a heartfelt film, right? Just not a very, you know, uh vibrant film. That that's the best way I could describe it, right? So Rita Wise, uh like three and a half out of five man. I, I right. would say it, it, it's it's worth checking out. Yeah. Um, again, if you if you prefer your dramas to have more activity, that's the best way I could describe it. Yeah, you might find yourself just sort of bored by this, but I, I kind of like the, the, the quiet approach to, to it, man. Especially with these characters and what they're going through, you know. And yes, you're right. I I, I was I, I I was impressed by the chemistry that you know Jennifer and, Bri- and Brian you know had you know on screen, right? Because yeah, I was yeah. a little concerned by that, right? And yeah, you could buy into these characters going through what they what they what they went through, feeling the way how they feel, and even the the, the closing moments. I I actually like right, the spectacular, but I like how that. So it was it was cool, right? So yeah, um, that's saying that you know Brian will win best supported actor for this, but I'm glad that the Academy at least acknowledged his role in this. Kind of thing, you know, honestly, just like me, a lot of people would have, would have, would have just. You know, let this show fly past your reader, even when Jennifer Lawrence started, right? If it wasn't for uh, Brian Tyree, Henry being nominated for Oscar in the first place, right? But yeah, I do hope that um, and more people do check it out. Cause yeah, it is it is solid business, man. It's, it's solid business. Yeah. And lastly, I, I I do see a bright future as far as Lila as a director. I want to see her do more films. Uh, maybe be a little bit more ambitious with her next projects and whatnot. I do hope that she does that, right? You can kind of see the theater vibe of it though when you really think about it especially with the characters and whatnot and the acting but yeah she has a bright future in terms of directed man and I, I, again i want to see brian you know start more dramatic roles and i do hope that we see more of jennifer lawrence you know in the near future as well man so yeah causeway was fine man yeah you, you should check yeah. it out no, so no, yeah, yeah. your are fine yeah no you know it's, it's, a, it's a decent conceit as i said it was just i was just watching it on my apple tv um, screen and I didn't watch it for a hot minute, but I should have made the effort. And again, I'll, I'll admit I only watched it because my boy got nomination. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, it was a solid outing overall. Good, good first attempt by um, Jennifer Lawrence in terms of production. Like I'm, I'm pressing yes. that. And I said, you know, yeah, as, as I say, the, the the real the real horse in this in this race in this streaming war race quality wise end up being Apple, right? Well, mostly because you know they're making money off of goddamn iPhones and trillionaire company or whatever it is because of that bullshit right that's why uh they did they, they really have to cater to people and and jump through hoops that's why the quality of the material is so good because they just care about the actual material uh we could get into a debate about that but later uh yeah i i i dug it dug it for what it was um solid material overall uh yeah written uh, yeah give it like a close to eight out of ten actually it's quite quite high more and more think about it um uh but i don't know if you're going to make best of the year or anything like that but i have it in my list so whatever all right all right right and last but not least, let's talk about you people. Oh boy. What you mean, you people, right? So, listen, I, I see you say, wait, is my um, guess who's cringing to dinner or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to straight up start before we start here. You, you already know my, my feeling of this. I don't understand how you could fuck this up more than uh, Ashen Kutcher and Birdie Mac. Like, we got this before. It's so you know, I honestly forget about that movie. You know, boy. Right. Whoa. I think this movie worse than that. <laughs> And I thought oh, that was real right. shit. That was real shit, and this is worse. And I'll, I'll tell you why I think it worse, but we'll get into that. Yeah, go ahead. Right, but but good thing you bring up 2000s comedies, boy. Because that, that is what we had to bring up here in this conversation here. 2000s comedies. 2000s romantic comedies. 2000s comedies involving, you know, 
families and meeting the parents. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. But yeah, uh, pre-ramble time, right? So um, yeah, this is a new film coming out of um, Netflix. It's directed by Kenya Barris, you know I me, mean? of, of Blackish fame, right? Yeah. Um, for me, the reason why I wanted to see this is, you know, um, Eddie Murphy, right? Because um, I think the last time I saw him on screen was literally a few um, Christmases ago with uh, his appearance on SNL, right? Um, yeah. I actually were the, were the, the, the more better appearances of that season, in my opinion, right? You know? But yeah, I was just kind of curious to see, okay, is Eddie Murphy, um, you know, he, he actually made a killing a few years before that now with, you know, um, Dolomite is my name, you know, honestly, one of the best comedies of the 2010s bar none, right? Which was, and also a Netflix release, right? So it's like, all right, well, yeah, Eddie Murphy in a, in a new stage of his career, right? You know, he's not going for the for the Hollywood um, praise anymore, you know, he's doing these Netflix releases. And yeah, as an older, you know, com- comic actor, he could show... You know that even at his age, he could still he could still bring the the, the laughs and he could falls, right? You know, but um, when I saw Jonah Hill, I was like, and I mean, I I all right, so I'm not gonna shit all over Jonah Hill, right? I mean, right. man is what he is. He he is who he is. Sorry, he has starred in some great films, Case in Point, Wolf of Wall Street. Um, some may some may I, say I like him enough, you know. Yeah, you know. But what, what I mean, in terms of, like, both comedic and dramatic roles, like, because, yeah, we know him for the comedic roles, you know, we laugh at him just as this this goofy-looking, you know, Jew guy, whatever, but, you know, the man, the man, the man brought the laughs, right, back in the 2000s, right, where there's, like, stuff like Superbad or um, even, like, or Knocked Up or even, like, um, 21 Jump Street and stuff like that, right? Um, Especially This Is The End, dude. like, I thought yeah, he was great in This Is The End. I love This Is The End, right? But, yeah, um... When it comes to his dramatic roles, I don't seek out his dramatic roles, to be honest, right? But um, I heard he he has done some great stuff, you know, over the past few years, right? So I was surprised that, you know, this show is going to pay him with a, with a legend, with a veteran like like Eddie Murphy, right? right? But then when I saw the premise, I was like, okay, we we, we doing this now? Yeah. All right. And and even though it's Star McGill, Lauren London, which honestly was yeah. why the big, what another reason why I watched this, I mean... I mean, just to be honest, but yeah, um, yeah, but really, really, the reason why I wanted to see this was Eddie Murphy, right? And I'll talk about Eddie Murphy's, you know, um, humor in a bit, right? But yes, Ricardo, what is you people about? Right, so it's it's you know, the press, uh, it's a very explicitly Jewish man, uh, <laughs> um, you know, you know, want to be part of the culture, and then he meets up with you know, a black woman. Uh, well, you know, well, he's he's being he's being um courted by his, his parents. Um, the one saving grace of this is, is Julie Dreyfus as the mom. She was great. Uh, but yeah, well, well, co- compared to who plays the father, David um um Dukonfi, um, he, um, he doesn't yeah, do much. Yeah, Julia had more to do, right? She David had more to was do. Just, I mean, yeah, more fine, was, but she was, was kind of quite good because of what was written for her. Um, yeah, yeah. so it's it's well, go on. <laughs> right, right. Now we can talk about it I, again. It's I'm not getting into because we had to talk about the writing. Writing is atrocious, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but whatever. So yeah, uh, is you know he, um, you know Ezra, you know he, you know he, he in a podcast and he, he just making a little bit of money and whatever it is, and he's very Jewish, but he do like um, you know his Jewish life apparently or whatever it is, and so he gets into um, you know the the idea of well dealing with a with with just a, a black family and and what that has to do with anything. Add him with the culture, and it's just uh, guess who's coming to dinner, going for it. So he meets um, Mo, um, and talks about 
how he have to deal with uh, this this girl and and thing, and then eventually they get to meet the family and get uh, well we call it, uh, engaged and married and and the whole culture clash with both peoples and that is basically him having to deal with the typical soft power slash um let's call that by microaggression nature of white people and black people in la and that's yes story. specifically in la right right um also just sorry to cut today uh mo is the friend of jonah hill's character ezra right. you have a right. podcast together um right. nifty idea I must say but not original as far as podcasts do in my opinion right. yeah whereas uh you know uh, uh uh you know a jew a white jew basically and right. a black woman you know talking about race relations right, right. and all that kind of stuff right yeah and yeah, so it's, it's all of that. And yeah, basically, it's just him having to, you know, clash with the father. And they have a black party situation. And then the father having a big um, black power meltdown, apparently. And we're getting into it. have a bunch of guest stars that I like. Um, you know, like, you know, you know, Dion Cole. He's pretty good in this. And Elliot Gould is yeah. pretty good in this. And Real Pullman and Mike Epps. And, uh, it's one of these things that... Uh, my, 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 Mike Epps uh, are on the fence with, but I'll get to that. But go on. But no, but as I say, what I'll tell you two reasons why I get mad at this. This should have been so much fucking better. It is so Thank incredibly, you. it is so incredibly lazy from a script standpoint. And with all this talent, nah, man, that's why I couldn't handle this. Because like, given what they, the opportunity they had, is the laziest fucking bullshit they could have, they could have put out yet. And I, I just had zero patience for that kind of thing, man. Like this could have been so much better, right? Given what was set up, and it, like this is what we get, right? Nah, boy. Anyway, uh, yeah, the dicey story is yes, black and white, but like Jewish and black, especially in the context of Kanye West or whatever it is, you know, Jews and blacks have to talk, whatever it is. And it's microaggressions and money and wealth and, and massively squandered opportunity. Massively squandered opportunity going forward. Um, but that, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, go ahead. <sighs> I, I, I have to do this side before I go, go into this, yeah. right? So yes, you are you are right though with with the talent that is on screen here. Cause I'll yeah. get to the good now, right? With the talent on screen here, um, we the, this this show could have at least given them a better script to work with, right? Um, I I would say that that everybody pretty much commit to to what they're given, right? Whether it's Jonah Hill who was not bad, he was actually quite likable and. Relatable and believable. I get what he was going for with him being kind of degenerate in his own way. Like he's he's in his mid 30s and he's like that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I get it. I get what they're going for, but it's total nonsense as a conceit. But again, it's the idea of money and wealth and a person like that getting through in life. Like you shouldn't shouldn't be a person that you should respect at all, in my humble opinion. But the movie frames and as this good guy somewhat. Like what? I find the values and what they're trying to, I don't know what the message they're going for. But it seemed to be an incredibly confused message. Whatever. Go ahead. Mm. No, no, I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, yeah, he is a flawed individual, right? Yeah. And on paper, on paper, him hooking up with somebody like Lauren London's character, um, Amira, should not work. It should, should not, not work, work, right? Right. But the show really goes out of its way to sell that. And, and right. to, to, to sell that they, they, they should be together. And here's, here, 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 right? Like, I'm not no connoisseur when it comes to romantic comedies, right? So I'm not going to say, oh, well, Jonah and Lauren didn't have any chemistry on screen and blah, 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 right? But they, they really went out of their way, admittedly, right? To, mm-hmm. to, to, to sell you the fact that, all right, somebody like her, who actually does deserve better, they actually show a little instance of that early on in the film, 
um, yeah, hooks up with a guy like him, right? I'm not saying that Ezra is trash, right? But yeah. there's still stuff but about him that on paper, yes, he's stuff about him on paper where it's like, yeah. nah, this this really shouldn't work, though, you know? Right. And that's even before they even meet each other's parents, right? So, yeah. But other than that, though, just getting back to the cast, right? Yes, I mean, everybody, well, what they're given, do what they had to do, right? Um, whether it's Eddie Murphy or Julia Louis-Dreyfus, um, David um, du- um, Duconvy, right? Who, again, I, I, I just felt he was just sidelined. He was just there for a few moments. There was this one really cringy moment with him and a piano and a song he was singing. Yeah. And I will talk about 2000s comedies in a bit, right? But the song that he sung is so goddamn 2000s. I mean, it's a classic. I love the song, eh? yeah. but to have that and, and have that be a joke in a 2022 made and 2023 release film is like, why? Why are we doing yeah. this, right? Um, I was surprised to see Nia Long. I was like, hey, you and this, right? You know, yeah, cool. You know, uh, and she's playing Amira's, um, you know, uh, mother, right? Um, and I was surprised by the, the the cameos, right? Whether it's Dion Cole or or Elliot Gould or Rhea yeah. Pullman, right? Um, I, I even see Miguel Lala Anthony. I was like, hey, oh, okay, you and this, yeah. still looking fine as well. Nice, okay, right? Um, Anthony Anderson. I was like, hey, you and this, yeah. okay, right? cool, cool, cool. Um, but but um, Mike still like. Not, not, not saying he shouldn't be in the show though, but what they give him boy was just yeah, his flat fun. jokes. It's just yeah, cringe. terrible. It's, yeah. it's cringe. It's cringe, cringe, cringe jokes. You know, right? you know what? They, they, they make they make the usual mistake. There's a common mistake. I don't know why. I don't know when they start, but it. I don't know when it starts. Like it started in 2010s. I'm not sure, but this 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 idea that you're just relying on the the improv skills of the actors for the, the humor material instead of writing material for them properly. It's that they, they keep doing that a lot, and I was like, "Yeah, no, you have to write material proper, and then see if they could fit and make it. Don't rely, don't use them as a crutch, right? Yes, they're they're very talented people, right? Talented, and everybody talking about them, whoever it is. But you still need to put them in a space where they could really flourish. Yeah, you still you still need the soil now, and that's the problem. They just every beat in this humor wise just don't work. Like little simple no. thing, like when I uh, forget the character, I forget the actor's name, but he was he, he the boss in the beginning. Where they had this oh, oh, um, oh gosh, he he's one of those guys who have those faces like I know you're from a show, but yeah, yeah I, I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, he and Ezra have an open interaction that could have been very funny if you're not right because it's a good scenario of Ezra just being super awkward. It sets up Ezra's character immediately, and also it sets up just a, a funny scenario of how to do awkwardness, right? Mm. But when it just come across like just some lazy super bad shit. That's where you come across. Boy, right? Oh, speak, was, speaking of Superbad, right? And um, I, I enjoy Superbad. I haven't watched it in a long while, but I enjoy Superbad, right? Right. But there's there's a second encounter between the two, right? Similar scenario, right? Okay. Involving praising each other's penis um, lengths and whatnot. It's like, yes, hey, man. you know what I mean? Big guy with a big dick, man. Mm. And you could, you know, you could say, well, you know, it just shows the comedic timing of the actors that they could, imp- they could do improv. But that scene, even though it plays, or it, it, it runs for like about a minute and a half too long, Tread. It's right. just the same joke, just going back and forth, back and forth. Oh, isn't it funny that that the that the employee is kind of trying to, you know, give 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 his boss a blight and compliment on his on his dick and whatnot? That's a joke. And it just keeps going and going and going. It just says like why, right? But yeah. He just, I mean, so I get the good out of the way. That's that's the acting, right? So sorry, the actors, right? That what they brought to the table, right? So on to the bad boy. Um, writing, yes, you're right. This is lazy boy, but I wouldn't say just lazy though. It feels archaic though. It feels like some shit from the two thousands. It's a good thing yeah. that you brought up um, 
you know, guess who, right? You guess know, who, yeah. Yeah, Stein, Asher Kutcher, and the late great Bernie Mac, right? Which yeah. in itself is a remake of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, right? right? And that movie back then was shit. Back then. I, I, I skipped that movie. Yeah. With, you know, I, I did my damnedest to avoid I, I watching that, that movie. I saw that as a friend, and I just was, could not believe how fucking terrible that was. And I was like, that oh, just wow. pissed me off. When I saw that with her, I was like, what the hell? But like, I real wish time here, boy. Like, that movie, that movie <laughs> I pick, eh? Yeah. yeah I, like, I used to get boy Bernie Mac, but yeah, right, God, before the, hey, you see the party story, yeah, they're, they're flipping it, they're making it interesting. And they just fucked that up so badly, yeah? Whatever. Yeah. So, uh, another show I'm going to bring up, right? Kind of obvious. Meet the Parents. Right. Back in 2000, it right. was funny. It right. was funny. It, you first know, one. Especially with, with Ben Stiller and, and, yeah, the first one. and how you yeah. thought it with Robert De Niro, right? Yeah. So many jokes. Don't, don't work at all, especially like Ben Siller's name, if you, if you know the show. Yeah, right. like like back in 2000, oh my God, like we people were cracking up, right? right? I saw this all the just PG advice, right, in cinema. Now, you're like... Yeah, yeah, yeah I get right. it, yeah, yeah. Time passed, right? Right, right. But just a touch on, on, on that dynamic now, that is the same thing that we get with Ezra to, and, yeah. and Eddie Murphy, right? You know, uh, who plays Akbar, right? So Eddie Murphy is this hard-ass, you know, father... Right. Um, well, I don't. I haven't seen Guess Who, right? So I assume it's the same character that that Bernie Mac played, right? You know, the right. hard-ass father. You know, right. this devout Muslim. It's like, you know what? I I can't see my daughter being with this this white Jew, and I'm right. just gonna keep berating you with all these 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 comments about white people and Jews yeah. and all that right. kind of stuff. Um, you, you see it in full detail with the guest who's coming to dinner scenario, the dinner scene, right? right. Which is beyond cringe, right? Oh, my God, right? Shout out to Julia Louis Dreyfus for holding it down, right? but like even the lines that she gave was just bad. Though. And what we just say in a nutshell, without spoiling anything, it's just the back and forth. It's just these, oh well, you know, you 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 take black people had it bad. What about us with Jews, right? And you know, it's the oh, so you well, you seeing that you know the Holocaust is bad, it, um, is worse than slavery, and it's just these back and forth conversations yeah, yeah. about again. race and history. Again. And like, all right, like like back in the nineties and early two thousands. Yes, that would have make for solid humor. And, you know, just like a yeah. wealth of, of humor, right, that you could have got out of it. But we're in the 20 goddamn 20s here. Why Again, are we bringing this they up still? Update it. No, here's You're the thing. Right. Eh? I, I'm not the biggest fan. It's just old jokes, I, I felt, right? Yeah. Oh, you had it worse? Well, let me tell you Let me tell you right. how, how he had it worse, right? It's exactly. Like, but I, I, look, I'm not the biggest fan of um, Blackish and, and Grunish or whatever it is. But I think those shows I honestly are, never watch those shows. Right. They, they, right? They're good? Yeah, they're okay. But right. that's the thing. I, I was just getting to the idea that those shows at least feel like a, a somewhat updated conversation when it comes to race in the United States now. Like, that's the thing. The main thing is that they just feel like an old, really feel like an old, you know, to borrow from Eddie Murphy, an old Eddie Murphy bit. Like, it just feel like something, they just dust off an old script, then worry to update it in any way, and then tell a bunch of new people and new people just to do it. That's how it come across. And they thought they people, people would uh, like, let, let, let us slide now. Like, no, dude, yeah. you had to update this bullshit. Sorry. Exactly. Especially, I, I, especially I, I, with a topic like this now. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Because, like, even now, even now with the, the cultural and social climate in the States, right? Um, especially when it comes to identity, right? Right. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much smart ways that you could address race, right? Yeah. And race relations as well, too, right? But here, the show kind of treats it like, oh, my God, this Jew wants to hook up with this black girl? Oh, no! Right? Yeah. Even if the show is not 
blatantly saying that, right? The way how um, Amira's parents treat is just like, oh my God, we can't have this happen, right? But yeah, I I agree. It could make it contemporary. It could make it fresh. What do you, what do you, what do you, is is this blinking moment attempt at making it uh, making its comments fresh? Is that one guy, one of his um, one of one of the one of the guys that that Ezra is aligned with at the wedding shower? Sorry, at the wedding it, itself was talking about how um. I think either he or Ezra was. Oh no, sorry, he was involved in the in the January Six United States in the Capitol right. attack. Right, that, that's kind of and, a funny oh, joke. Well, oh, Ezra tried to stop me, and and right. that's a joke. That's, so again, again, kind of a funny joke or idea. But you're gonna do something out in terms of a bit, like you could have built from it. Again, I just complain about punching up because that's what's so frustrating about this. With a just a just a run, just you know, it works as a kind of first draft, but just two or three rights. Could I really make it work? And it's a real Agreed. shame. Yeah, yeah. Real shame. Um, um, all right. So, so few things for you, right? And I'm, I'll get a little spoilery, right? So you'll be warned, right? But yeah, yeah dude. Just, just the, the relationship with with Ezra and Akbar was cringe, though. Cringe. Now Terrible. again, now you know the show again. I'm you know, any movie talent like that, huh? Yes, yes, yes. Because yes, for who, for for the for his role, like like performance wise, yes. he is he is good. He's really good in this, right? Yeah. But just the lines that he have to give, though, is just like, oh, why, boy? There's this one moment, right? I have to spoil this. I have to spoil this, right? The moment. So you talk about needle drops for a bit, right? Because yes, there's some songs that appear, right? Some songs work, others kind of don't. So, like case in point, because they they name LA, they had to drop some old school gangster rap. So you hear um, MC8, um, you yes. hear Ice T Six in the Morning for reasons. I don't know why that was there, but I mean these songs are classic. So I was like, all right, why? All right, but yeah, I love the song, but why is it there? I I don't know, right? But yeah, there's there's a moment involving Ezra and Akbar boy where like I, I just roll my eyes, uh, just like sighing while I was watching this, right? So needle drops, right? So yes, he was hearing some some gangster rap songs here or there, right? But right. there's a moment involving Ezra and Akbar's car, right? And after spoilers, right? So Akbar plays Niggas in Paris, right? right? The moment I hear the song, I was like, I know the joke. Right. I know the joke. And what the joke is is that Akbar said. You know, Ezra said, it's like Akbar said, hey, you know, you know this song? It's like, yeah, man, like, I love this song, man. Like, I love this song, right? right? It's like, yeah, so what's the name of it? And Ezra's right. like, um, yeah, what it is, what? I, I think it's something in Paris. I think it's, uh, you know, something like in, in lazy, Paris. Like, he, he knows he does not want to say the N-word, right? The moment, again, yeah. the moment I heard the song, when I heard, doot, doot, I heard, I like, right. I know the joke. I know the joke. And yeah. they play it out, and it keeps going and going. Yeah. Even... When they keep cutting back now to Amira and Shelly, because yeah, they have a similar moment as well too, right? Right. And I, but that 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 didn't really land as it didn't make it didn't it didn't have a cringing as much as all that because I wasn't really familiar with the song all that much. I think I know what it is, but it's like I don't really know the context of it. But it was just Julia again, you know, Julia doing her thing, but just her character was just annoying, you know. It was just and. Just, just, just to move away from that a little bit, right? Because I could talk about how bad that Ezra and Akbar driving scene is for these, right? Um, again, going with the beats of the genre, right? Like how I said earlier, with how you know the the show goes out of his way to 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 sell the fact that Ezra and Amira deserve to to be together, right? I would admit the moment near the end where you know the parents are called out for the bullshit and the and their lack of thinking, I I appreciate that. It's, a, it's too little, too late in my opinion, but I can yeah. appreciate that. 
Like, I appreciate the show kind of suffer where you'd have to say, okay, we've given you all this bullshit, so now we have to kind of tell, you have to say, okay, we're done with this. We have to kind of, like, you know, justify everything, right? So that's that moment, right? And how it ends is cliche, but it's like, all right, I, I, I get, okay, you're going by, by the genre, all right, I understand, right? On paper, it should work, but it, it kind of does in the film, right? It is what it is, right? But, you know, it's like it's trying to warm our hearts up in the end, right? And I forgive it for being cynical, right? But it does that, right? But you just have to go through all this bullshit to get to that end, and that's the unfortunate thing about it, right? You have to go through all this bullshit. You have to go through all this bad, outdated writing. Sorry, bad writing, outdated jokes, stuff that could have been a lot more clever in the 2020s if you just punch up the script. You have to go through, you have to wade through all that water now just to get to the ending, right? And it's just unfortunate, man. And it, it just, you know, it, it, it kind of just slaps the, the, the view in the face, right? Because, yeah, you know, because at the end of the day, we, we go into this wanting to see a really, like, smart romantic comedy that touches on race and race relations, right? But again, what we get here is just tired, drawn out, you know, f- jokes that just fall, fall flat, Wasty talents of his, uh, wasty, wasty the, the talents of its, um, of his cast, uh, whether yeah. it's from from Jacob, from from Jonah Hill, sorry, all the way down to to Mike Epps, in my opinion. I mean, my God, what they do with Mike Epps, boy, whew, right? But even he himself get a little moment of clarity and you know says something to Akbar, and you know it's meant to be like, yes, it's the mo- it's the film being aware now, okay, right? But to me, it was just too little, too late, man, you know. So. Yeah, squandered opportunity here across the board. But this could have been so much better. This had all the, the the right materials, I would say, to make a great romantic comedy. Something that that could kind of stand out this decade, boy. But nah, this just felt like a throwback of of old two thousands. Yes, I call them old, right? Two thousands yep. are romantic comedies, and the shit that I don't even remember. You brought up Guess Who? I don't even. I I I honestly forgot about Guess Who. Right? That's a show. Yeah. How how timeless that movie is, right? And yeah. Same thing goes with with with, uh, with with Meaty Parents. Yes, it had some jokes in it, and you know, Ben and, and Robert De Niro was funny in it. But you would see me watching that in a hurry because yeah, them jokes they're gonna land in, in the in the twenty twenties. I'm sorry, right? But yeah, um, squandered opportunity though. I, I I applaud the effort, boy. But yeah, this could have been so much better, boy. So yeah, rated wise for me, just give it all ratings one time, boy. Yeah, strong two out of five, boy. I want my money back, but I want my time back. Um and dog, this this show runs for way too long. I would say because yeah. this is one hundred eight, close to two hours. This easy could have been an hour and and and, and forty minutes or an hour and a half tops. This did not need to be this long thread, right? So at the end of the day, I would say if you enjoy romantic comedies, you might you might like this, right? You might like seeing Jonah and 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 you know Lauren together, and if you like that kind of stuff, cool. But you know you're not. You're not going into the show just to see them hook up and not hook up and come back together, right? It's about the parents, right? It's about the guess who coming to there is guess who's coming to there in the scenario, right? And in the 2020s, they could have done so much more with that premise, right? But just like guess who, as it, as it brought up here, yeah, just another waste of time, just another squandered opportunity, just another attempt at at, at um, reinventing that that um, that premise, which was done so well back in 1967. Think about that, right? And yet, nobody up to this point could really do anything great to to, to modernize it, man. Which is a yeah. shame, right? But yeah, you people kind of suck, man. Actually, not kind of suck. It sucked. And even with the heartwarming stuff and the heartfelt and self-aware stuff near the end, again, you just had to go through all this bullshit and 
oh, oh, it's funny that you're white and oh, it's funny that you're black jokes, yeah. you know, just to get it's it up. Straight up. It's straight up that old Simpsons bit of black people do this, white people do that, like they, they making fun of the comedian and, you know, yeah, they don't want Simpsons laughing. Oh, they really do do that. That is what it was. Yeah, it, exactly. Was. I talked long enough about this. Yeah, one of the biggest disappointments of the year, but definitely you'll see this in my worst stuff coming years in, man. So, yeah, your final thoughts and anything else you want to say about this shit and, yeah, written. Yeah, yeah. Again, the frustrating part is just too much, too much good talent in a in a bad place. Again, I hate when they waste talent like this. Um, I wasn't super hyped for this or anything like that, right? It's just like I hear the movie Jonah Hill doing it. Uh, Eddie Murphy, cool, right? Julia Louis-Dreyfus, cool. And I to see all these guest stars, and it's like, ah, okay, I, I expecting some workable thing, but it just complete half-ass in it. Hate when they do that. That's the main sin of this. They could have done so much more given the subject matter and how supposedly serious they're taking it. Well, they're not taking it seriously at all and they half-ass it. So, yeah, uh, rating. I give it like close to 3 out of 10, maybe closer to a 2. Uh, we some more time. Sorry. Uh, I kind of hated it. Yeah. So, so Netflix, do better, man. Roman, the, 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 the genre of romantic comedy, do better. Do better now, please. All right. So, with right. all that being said, Ricardo, where can people find you online? Yeah, Ampasat, RMADDY at RMADDY, uh, Rokos Medina on Twitter. And then you can type in uh, Ricardo Medina on Facebook. You can find me there. All right. Ever so often, I'm on Twitter and TikTok, but mostly I'm on IG, Facebook, and YouTube. So on the Facebook and IG, sorry, Facebook and YouTube uh, links, which you'll find in the, in the description, in the link tree link description in uh, for this episode. Uh, yeah, you'll find excerpts from today's episode along with other episodes of BBB Radio. Retrospect reviews and of course BSB Ted Bailey. And that's stuff to look forward to. Uh, you know, as we now have a list of Oscar nominees to check out. Um, I'll try to check out uh, you know, not not all, but some more of the Oscar nominees, right? I don't want to like I'm more looking at any more me just stuff, like whether it's best documentary or you know, best actor or whatever it is, right? So I'm not looking at say like best cinematography or best production design or best music or whatever it is, right? Just the more me just stuff, right? But um, alongside that, now, um, just stuff to look forward to. Uh, we have Harley Quinn, a very problematic Valentine's Day okay, special. Okay, right, okay, right. Yeah, 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 right, um, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, right. Nice coming one. up for yeah. Valentine's. I'll, okay, I'll look out for that. Yeah, look out for that. Uh, speaking of that, I'll, uh, we will talk about season one of Velma proper. Because, right. yeah, 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 we, sure. yeah. I, I haven't started by hearing a lot of things about it, but yeah. Right, yeah, um, a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things, right? Yeah, Crocus Bagger things, right? Yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, which is coming nice. out, Carnival Tuesday. I find that so funny. Um, we have Missing, um, which I, I haven't right. watched each little of it, but because it's a sequel to Searching, which we thoroughly it enjoyed, is? I remember. It is. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's okay. kind of like the same style, if I'm not mistaken, right? Well, well I don't same know. Style, I... But you say a sequel as in the same continuity. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, well, to be fair, folks, um, I haven't watched a trailer pick. I want to go in blind, so okay. Um, I erroneously thought that it was a sequel, but because it looked the same, I thought it was a sequel. But um, okay, no problem. Maybe That's... it's in the same quote unquote universe, I guess. So, but yeah, yeah I, I, I really want to see that, right? I want to see what Storm Reed and you know Nia Long again, you know, um, brings to the table with that one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like uh, we, we we talk about Pedro Pascal, but Storm, Storm Reed having a good year too because she gone shopping, you know, a, a certain show just now, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Um, Cocaine Bear is coming out later on this month. I can't okay, wait to nice. see that. Yeah, I I do hope to see the wheel. I do do hope to see um to Leslie and Woman Talking. Um, next month we're getting Cree two and sorry Cree three. Oops. And right. we've just found out actually a few days ago that um, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, I think it is, yeah, it's coming out in March as well too. So yeah, that whole, that, uh, that 
like over the moon over it by it, uh, honestly, but I do want to see it. Um, especially in terms of like what's going on with DC and this whole shakeup and whatnot. So I'm curious to see what we get in this one, right? Um, I hope it's not like something that was supposed to come out, but when it came out now, it looks kind of outdated. Similar, like is like a perfect example, Morbius, for example, right? Yeah. Where you know, it was supposed to come out around the time when Spider-Man No Way Home came out, but because of circumstances, it wasn't. So when you see what happened, it looked real outdated, you know? I hope that's not the same with Shazam too, right? And... Last but not least, of course, in March, um, you know, there's the Academy Awards. Um, expected this to be a lot better than last year. Okay, last year really sucked. But um, yeah, I mean, given the, the list of nominees that we have here, this could be pretty interesting, man. Good. And uh, in closing, man, well, uh, I guess you could you could address this for me. I'm just seeing here now that um, Anna Wuxing, uh, who starred in, uh, well, actually starred in Star Trek Picard, and right, she played this, yeah. in The Last of Us for the game itself, actually passed away age 45 right, uh, yeah I saw this news yeah, okay. yeah yeah. so I guess you could close things off well because I never played Last of Us and I haven't watched season 2 of Star Trek Picard so right. I think I want to just weigh in on her as a, as a talent yeah, yeah I, just, I, I don't know much about her in, um, as a career pussy I guess I was familiar with her so I saw the news and it's sad I mean I don't know I don't, I don't actually use a big impact in my life or anything like that but yeah, I, I, I know what the, do, you, do well, who, well so I just ask it right who, who did she play in um, uh, Picard uh, the ball queen Alright, alright, alright. Yeah. Okay, and, and Tess, well, I guess you know the character of Tess, so. Okay, right, yeah. Alright, alright, right. well, yeah. Um, but yeah, rest in peace to her, man. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So, once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening to this. This was Machi Bailey and. Gordon Medina. And we are signing off for another episode of BBB Radio. So, till the next one, take care, stay safe, and the doubt. Peace.